Hello and welcome to episode 37 of We Need to Talk About Horror. I am Andy Trevenbach. Patrick Ordkamp. I'm Mike Hassler. And uh, we're all presented by DestroyTheBrain.com. How about that? Wow. Hey. We are DestroyTheBrain.com. Welcome to 2019. We're coming to you from 2018. (laughs) The past. Yeah. It's it's pretty impressive coming from the past. (laughs) Yes, we are recording this in last year. Uh, Wow. Uh, Yep, I'm I'm that office guy that's like, see you next year. Uh, Oh, Johnny. Okay, anyway. So today on this episode, we'll be talking about our favorite things of 2018, the best Around the best around in 2018. Uh, that will be the killer track. Sorry, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> um, I, I will say right off the bat that yeah, I don't have a top 10. I, I just struggled to put things together. My favorite things of top 10, so it won't be a, like a straight top 10 list, I don't think. Yeah, so for a big horror fan, Andy uh, has not seen a lot of new <laughs> horror this year. <laughs> Daddy uh, doesn't get a lot of time. And I don't know if Patrick's in the same boat or not. I, I yeah. saw enough. To, Some things. To make a list. And you then, watch uh, more than anybody. Few. I do watch a lot of stuff, yeah. yeah. I guess. I don't want to hear it. I guess. <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff, but a lot of I've catching a, up this year. A and a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of bad stuff, too. Yeah. So right. we're, we're not going to do what we've been watching because uh, anything that would we've be been silly. watching... Has been this stuff, um, <laughs> I, you know, either that or it's been uh, like Bird Box, which I, I guess we we should talk about movies that we liked that aren't really going to make our tops list, and we just sure we just start there. Okay, should we get up in our own guts? Hold on, I found something. So, hey, I got <laughs> something here. Huh? <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> if you like this show, <laughs> uh, rate us, subscribe, and all that jazz. Yeah, I like ratings. Head on Facebook. I like reviews. I like to be judged. Yeah, join our group on nice. on the Facebook that occasionally has a post. Occasionally, occasionally. Hey, critters is coming for sure. Critters is coming. Yeah, you you people have spoken. <laughs> critters be coming. You people Ooh. have spoken. Smoking? Smoking? Smoke? You people are smoking. Smoking. We, uh, I so did I think Critters will come in the beginning of February, probably. Yeah, because I figured out what Jeremy's making us do. Okay. Oh, boy. I, I don't want to spoil it. I didn't ask him if he wanted me to tell you guys. So. It's, a, it's a doozy. So for our, we're going to have uh, this episode, and then for our mid-January, it's going to be Jeremy. Jeremy's thing. Whatever. Uh. He's, he's going <laughs> to punish us. <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll do Critters, and then we'll go from there. Gonna punish us we're, at some point. Horror than... elimination is ah, coming yes. back in some point oh, or another. Boy. Oh boy! In oh. some form or another. Oh boy! We're still discussing. All right. Hmm. So, how, well, how did everybody's so, 2018 go. So, Bird Box was probably the last movie that was released this year that was a horror movie. Probably. There's something in my top ten that I just did last night that 
I think is cool. That's why it made my top ten. Okay. And it's kind of genre. I don't want to spoil it, but I think we'll yeah, there. Bird Box is probably like the the biggest. Did you watch Bird Box? I didn't see it. Yet. Okay. I love that there's a theory that Netflix is <laughs> making the memes and trying to. St- like stoke the press. Popu- you haven't that. heard about this? No, I haven't heard about uh, this. Yeah, apparently, theory. like it's the viral marketing behind Netflix wow. that they're like putting all these memes out into the internet, and people are like, "Oh, that's funny. Well, I'll share that." Yeah, It'd be it, clever. Right. It'd be pretty clever. Well, and they, and I don't they think s- it's real. My though. grandparents are even talking about yeah. it. And they <laughs> have claimed. Have you ever yeah. seen that blind box? <laughs> blind. <laughs> They've claimed that it's their most viewed movie in one week. <sighs> And uh, okay. they measure their own statistics. So yeah. we don't really know. Hmm. But I would assume if they said that it did really well for them. Well, I'm sure it did Why well. would they not? Why, why, yeah. You know, I mean, they, they weren't going to boast uh, the Cloverfield <laughs> effect or whatever the fuck yeah. that was called. Uh, paradox? That's it. Cloverfield Paradox. That's definitely yeah. in my top. Yeah. That's, oh, that's top, not making my list. I did not see it. Top something. <laughs> so... Um, mm. I liked Overlord. It's not making the list. I didn't get to see it. I didn't get to see it here. Big surprise. Yeah. Um. It's you know it's it's worth seeing. I think I think it's kind of really fun. I um, didn't get to see uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah. That's that. I, if I would call it's that a really horror, movie, horror movie, though. If I would call that a horror movie, that would be on my list. Um. Likewise with Hold the Dark, that would be on my list. But I don't. Mm. I'm not really calling that a horror movie. Um, the domestics I liked a lot. Didn't make it. The cured upgrade. Mm-hmm. Unseen upgrade, huh? Mm-hmm. I watched Terrified yesterday. Yeah, I still need to watch that. It. Was that was good? That was one of my notable omissions. Uh, One Cut of the Dead, great Japanese movie. Really funny. It's a comedy, zomcom, but it's not really a zombie thing. It's <laughs> it's not a zombie. It's thing. meta. I don't know why uh, he sounded like that for me. <laughs> I like ghost stories. It didn't end up making the list Whoa. after all. Surprise. Which is, yeah, which is surprising. And Hereditary did not make the list either. Um, oh, I, uh, I did didn't enjoy Joseph want us to mention like, how much he hated that movie? Yeah, Joseph did yeah. hate that movie quite a bit. Um, I Clearly, I, I did not hate it. I, I liked it. It um, just, I, I wanted to rewatch it. And I, I have not done so yet. I own it, but I haven't really. And that's on Amazon Prime as well. That's that is on Prime. That's right, actually. Yeah. I'll get to that. Well, yeah. we'll get there. Ooh. Did you have anything that you liked that you didn't make the list? Mm. You? No. I mean, if you want me to be honest, my number one is, like, far ahead in the races. Yeah, well, it's obvious, too. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, it's not going to be a surprise. So, um... Yeah, I know how to hype stuff. Keep you cliffhanging. What about Ooh. you? Do you have any omissions that? Uh, just yeah, because this year, um, I definitely know what my favorites are, but there were a few that I really liked that didn't make it. But uh, like, Unfriended Two. Obviously, I mean that's not going to be dark web. That's a dark web. Yeah. That's not going to be a top. 10 or 5 for me Ooh, that just but me I can't me. say I didn't have a bad time watching it though it was actually kind of fun um, yeah I, I, it was passable I really liked searching I didn't really consider that a horror movie but um, you know yeah okay I didn't personally consider okay. it and uh, it's done in that style but yeah. 
this is why I'm like really curious to see once we get the ball rolling and we start naming stuff, then I'll be like, oh, fuck, uh, I forgot that. Or I think for me, it's going to be like, shit, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. And uh, another one that didn't make the list, though I did like it, was uh, Hellfest. That was fun. That yeah, was I still need to see that. Nothing ground. It's on digital now, right? Yeah, it I is. think it is, yeah. But nothing groundbreaking, nothing <laughs> really innovative or anything, but. It was just like, you know what? I think if this movie came out in like the 80s mm-hmm. and, it, and we were just watching it today, I think it it's probably one of those things we would like a lot more. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I think I mentioned it on that review on the Destroy the Brain website was yeah. uh, that it's one of those movies I can see myself revisiting every October just to kind of prep myself mood. up for Halloween, you know? Cause, Are you going to do that with Lady in White now? That you finally saw it. Yeah, I. Uh, no, we don't need to do it's, that. Again. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Too. Gonna it's gonna be to. one of those movies. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, Mike, I'm gonna let you start that. Oh, okay. God. Well, I couldn't keep either of these off the list, so it's a tie for number ten. Oh Jesus! I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Mandy's on there because I didn't want to hold it off because I did enjoy the movie and it grew on me, and so I had to keep it on there. <laughs> And uh, What Keeps You Alive is the other entry at number 10. Which yeah, that's one I still haven't seen. Out by IFC Midnight, and uh, it's, a, it's a good kind of a home invasion thing. I don't know. It's kind of hard to, hard to describe, but it's directed by Colin Minhan, who's directed things like Extraterrestrial and uh, The First Grave Encounters. He's seen the stands red. What the? So, oh, never mind. Uh, so he, he's he is a, I think he's a good director, um, and I think this movie actually fully proves it <laughs> for the first time because I, I while the other movies have been good, they're they're heavily flawed. Uh, I think this one is a really solid movie, and I really think you should see it, and it's on demand. I'm IFC Midnight. It's also on Blu-ray. Check her out. <laughs> Thanks, Joe Bob. <laughs> That's good. Patrick, I'm going to let you go next. All right. Are we going through the official list? Is that what yeah. So yeah. I guess 10 on up, even though I don't even or, know uh, if I have 10 or 9 maybe, or 8. <laughs> maybe 6 on up. <laughs> really? That that's maybe, how short it is. Maybe, okay, then, or maybe maybe eight on up. Let's do eight on up. Okay, so then Mike, why don't you uh, talk about your number nine? Uh, the night eats the world. Wait. <gasps> oh, I thought you said the night comes for us. Mm. No, nope, that's not the one. Uh, I though <laughs> I did enjoy that one. I wouldn't really consider it a horror movie. Uh, well, that's violent as fuck. Uh, no, the night eats the world is a uh, is a zombie movie. That um, it's from France. It's on Amazon Prime for free. Uh, you have no excuse not to see it. It's excellent. It's uh, it's. I guess if you had to compare it to something, it would be a Twenty Eight Days Later because it's a guy waking up, and the world is gone, and it's got that same kind of feeling to it. Um, but it's a very different movie. And it's and it's not Twenty Eight Days Later. Mm-hmm. Um, they do share some things in common, but. I think it's it's one of the best and freshest um, zombie things, and it's it's frightening. Ooh. Amazon so, Prime. Amazon Prime. Check her out. 
She's from <laughs> France. All right. So I do have nine things. So I'll go ahead and start with my number nine, which is kind of going to be surprising to some. It's hereditary. Okay. Uh, so when that came out, you know, everybody was shitting their pants over it. I don't think it's... <sighs> I've had a love-hate with it all year. Um, when I first watched it, I'm like, eh, it's okay. But well, let's talk about A24. And, as a whole. And their their hype yeah. machine <laughs> yes. that, that absolutely works. Let's be honest. Uh... It works for it works, it works to make some movies but successful. But I think it's almost detrimental to some of the films. I think it really is too. Yeah, like when, uh, you, when you have commercials that say, you know, the scariest, scariest film, film since the Exorcist. Yeah, anything that comes out did, like that. They did the, the thing Exorcist where, like, isn't scary, guys. I'm sorry. It I, I, really I, was at one point. I, Exorcist three is I, the I scary said, one. I but that's okay. But. They also did that thing in. Uh, <laughs> I love how you're like, I'm just, I'm just holding but, it in. But you, yeah, but you go away from the mic. You're like, ah, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> Let it out. But uh, didn't no. they do something else too in the commercials, where it was like they were like measured people's heart rates and stuff? Oh and, yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't believe how scary. This like, is how scary It Comes at Night, I think, was one of those transparent was the f- things. first ones where... I mean, A24 has always been an interesting company for me, but when It Comes at Night, that trailer came out, and they really hyped it. I'm like, man, this looks good. And then when I saw it, granted, the press screening wasn't the best because it was at the Esquire and you could hear like two other movies at it. And it's a very quiet movie. Yeah, it's a very quiet movie. But I'm like, this is just an episode of The Walking Dead. Wait, was that this year? No, that was last year. I was about year. to say, I, I'm I got just, lost for a second. Th- that's right where a A24 like, as a company kind of, for me, yeah. failed me. Like, Maybe I don't like what they put out. Maybe I do like what they put out. But there's some sort of respect that I have for them. But yeah. that movie, I was just like... I kind of feel cheated. I kind of feel like you guys are skating by. Um, I still like that they take risks with their films. Oh, yeah. But that was probably the only movie, I think, that they put out where I didn't feel like there was any risk taken. Uh, Hereditary is a really risky movie. Yeah, to absolutely. And um, like I said, it, it is my number nine, but quite honestly, I'll, it is my number nine because... I like so much of that movie, probably about three-fourths of that movie, and then it just takes a nosedive for me, and I just lose all interest. And it becomes Tony Collette just hysterically going crazy. Uh, Gabriel Byrne just standing there, (laughs) being dumb. Uh, The kid actor... Who's the kid actor? What is his Uh, name? It's uh, Wolf. Yeah, I... Don't like him. Alex, I actually Alex liked Wolf. him. Alex Wolf. I liked him better in uh, my friend Dahmer than I liked him in Hereditary. But uh, there's a lot of craft in that movie that I don't want to deny. It builds a lot of dread. And one of the mm. things, like with you know, A twenty four is the witch, which I thought was just a lot of build up a dread and maybe very little pl- payoff. To me, Hereditary had no payoff, and. I can tell you the exact moment when I it just took a nosedive in interest, and that's when uh, Ann Dowd's character came out of the art store and met with Tony Collette, and then they go to do the seance. It just, I don't know. But I don't want to negate the three-fourths of the movie that I thought were excellent. 
So that's why it's in my number nine spot. I will save my thoughts when I get to that. Oh, it's it's on the list. All right. So do you have a number nine? I do. So my number number nine nine would be Suspiria. So even though I was disappointed in it, after having some time to kind of sit on it, I think I'm starting to respect it a little bit more. Even though, you know, it's there's still things I dislike about it, but but I have to respect it because it it is a well-crafted film it's just not what i was at all expecting <laughs> you know and i mean which is fine yeah it, it ends up i don't want to skip ahead but it ends up in my eight spot yeah um but like after reading so much about it it's just like oh, okay i see where they were going for it and i appreciate that yeah. it's different yeah i do like that i like that it's trying to be its own story and mm-hmm. quite honestly there's more of a story in this one I like that we already know there's witches. I like that it basically shows everything that Argento's movie alluded to for a long period of time until you get to like the last 10 minutes. It's like, oh shit, we got to reveal the story. (laughs) We got to reveal this twist and all this other stuff. It's like, oh God, we're racing to the finish line. But this one, I, you know, my biggest problem with Suspiria, which is funny, I hate when I'm like, here is my top nine of 2018 and I'm dogging some of these movies. Yeah. Um, it needed an editor in yeah, my opinion. 100%. Uh, I, I love that Tilda Swinton plays technically three characters in the movie, but the main one where she is um, the doctor Joseph. Yeah. yeah that's, that didn't need to be in there. It was very off-putting. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't like, need to be in It's a cool performance, weird. but I don't... Can, can we talk about how old people need more acting roles? Yeah. yeah. How yeah. is this not a thing that we can get angry about? Uh, that's... We can get angry about anything, guys. You know what? They could have got Udo Kier for that part. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, fucking A. God. Udo, <laughs> my God. <laughs> All you had to do was buy him Jägermeister. I know. Really, you don't have to do much. But, uh, yeah, I think there's, you know, after after having so much time after watching the movie, I think there is more to like than there is to dislike Mm -hmm. about it. But like you said, if it had an editor and And certain things were chopped down. I love the ending. The ending is so fucking batshit. Awesome, yeah. I haven't seen an ending like this that just loses everything. It's goddamn mind on yeah, screen. Yeah, in, in a I, long time. I thought the effects were terrible during that scene. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, I, it was it, uh, the idea: just paint it, the screen red so you can't tell how bad our effects are, but I can still tell in a way, how bad though, your effects are. I think it's kind of like this Grand Guignol ending. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I I mean, that's what it is. So I guess some of that over the top kind of bad effects. It, it worked. In context yeah. of what was happening, but yeah, um, Udo man, uh, I think Herzog would have been great in the role. Herzog, Herzog would have been great. I do love. Uh, spoiler alert! Just pause, fast forward for a minute. If you haven't seen Suspiria 2018, I do love that they bring Jessica Harper back, and I that love those cool. scenes. I like that. Yeah, I love the meaning of those scenes. I just don't feel it fits in the film. That's mm-hmm. it. It felt like a different movie. Yeah. I yeah. was just and like, oh, this is cool. That was where the editor comes in and says, this doesn't belong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a cool thing. It's a cool thing for fans of the original, but does it fit in the story? No. no. 
And it seems like Amazon, Amazon just kind of, you know, they they went like Netflix and said, just do your own thing. Here's your money. Yeah, I like and that. That's, I, I mean, I, I like. I'm that totally, to a point, I'm totally but... in that, into that model of making films because you get some. Really but you also need stuff. somebody to like but rein in. You need a, a no man. Yeah, you need a guy who says no. <laughs> you what need the a fuck? No man. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not this. I want to see that in the credits now. Executive produced no by man. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. No man. No. Presented by No Man. This doesn't belong here. Okay. It does have my at one of my favorite deaths. That that first death. Oh, I think yeah, that scene that is was, yeah. a perf- perfection Ooh. with editing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I thought the effects were awesome there. Apparently they spent all the money on that. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I I thought that first death was twisted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Crunch. See you next year, Mike. And uh, Her- Hereditary <laughs> also had one of my favorites. If nobody, well, yeah, nobody's seen Hereditary. Um, it's it's got something that d- took my breath away. Yeah, to say the least. L- literally, just made me. <clears throat> Just gasp out loud in the theater. Is that how breath gets taken away? Something like that. <laughs> I I gasped, held my hand over my mouth, and uh, yeah, that. All right. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> holy shit. Anybody else have favorite kills this year? Um, one kill of mine. Well, a couple of them are in my top ten. Mm-hmm. So get I guess to them I'll, when we come to yeah. them, huh? Yeah. I like that idea. So what's your eight? Uh, number eight is Cold Hell, which is a movie that's which on. I still need to see on Shutter. And I love yeah. that I pay five bucks a month for Shutter and barely use it. Hey, Joe Bob's on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only time I've fired up Shutter this year, pretty much. And and watching like episodes of the Core. Did you watch any of the the Christmas Joe Bob thing? Yeah. Was it just? It was just fantastic. I told you it was Phantasm it was just one, Phantasm. Phantasm three. I didn't know if there were four, other movies after five. that. Or anything. It's they just... they played all the phantasms except for Phantasm Two because of rights. Why that at Christmas? But uh, well, because explain? it's a silver ball ornament. Okay, mm. yeah, but that's a stretch. I didn't get to. I didn't watch it as much as I watched the Thanksgiving dinners of death one. Um, because quite honestly, I don't. I'll probably use the opportunity to watch rewatch um, three and four, but. It was it was fun. Five the, is shit. I you nice. will I'll skip through it all just to see what Joe Bob says about it. It was fun for the Reggie Bannister interviews. Yeah, and I do want to see I, that. I really, I really like, and it's weird because you, you haven't seen any of it yet. Uh-uh. Oh, okay, I won't say. So I Reg, mean, I, Reggie, I watched Reggie is the special guest. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. But once they, all right, I'll just say one that they did add. They did kind of up the production level, which is cool. Ooh. Like some little special effects thrown in there which is kind of cool so wow oh which i don't know if you guys saw behind the scenes stuff on joe bob but apparently he did hire some of the crew from monster vision to work on the episodes yeah i was about to say because i I I was like that's awesome i love that he's like outside of the trailer now when he's talking about the movies yeah yeah but yeah there was a um somebody took a picture of some of his old crew and he told his old crew when they got canceled like if I ever get another gig, I'm gonna try my best to get you, oh, you know, awesome. to work on it. And he held his word, so that was awesome. That's great. So cold hell, Mike. So cold hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. 
Tangents. <laughs> Just want to talk about Reggie. That's uh, all right. It's a German movie, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, a tight, it's a taut, taut little tight, thriller tight. horror. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really stylish. It's really, really good looking. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's violent. Uh, at times, it's surprising. He's violent. Um, it's he's violent. <laughs> it's directed by Stefan Ruzowski, who is uh, who wrote The Counterfeiters, which is a really good movie. Why does that sound familiar? Um, because it's a movie that you saw, maybe it was. It was a nominee. What for was it about? Best foreign film. Uh, it was about uh, counterfeiters. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mike. I don't entirely remember what the movie okay. was about. I remember it being really good. I though. think maybe I haven't I've seen, seen it in so long. I don't know. Okay, but right. yeah, I I think Cold Hell is is probably the best ninety minutes that you're gonna get from this year in terms of just tight storytelling and uh, fulfillment, mm. and you feel really you you feel like you you've spent your time well. And that's what I said in about. I still that. got another day. I'm not gonna watch it. I know. No. <laughs> But it's 90 minutes. Okay. And it's got a really good performance from lead actress. Patrick? Quiet Place. Number seven, huh? Number seven. Okay. And it's funny because it's not a movie I even own yet. And it... it it's, when I assessed my list, I'm yeah. like, fuck, I don't own a lot of these. Yeah. But... Uh, Black yeah. Friday next year. Well, we'll see. But um, yeah, especially as a that that was his debut, right? Uh, Krasinski? yeah, Krasinski. No, that was his. This is his third direction. Wait, no. Yeah, I thought really. the other ones were shorts. Nope. No. Oh. Okay. Uh, t- terrible conversations with horrible men, or something like that. Huh. Are uh, you sure those aren't short? It doesn't matter. No, that's okay. not short. Okay. Fact checks. <laughs> Brief interviews with Hideous Men he directed in 2009. Then he directed a movie called The Hollers, which is a funny movie oh. uh, <laughs> with J.K. Simmons and... Um, All right. I believe you. And what's her okay. name? Okay. Put her your name? dick away. Margot Martindale. Patrick. Why'd you like A Quiet Place? I liked it because even though it's not something that's 100% been, you know... I mean, it's kind of been done before with movies like Hush and and been done stuff later like it. It, with Bird Box sort and of. oh yeah, kind of. Ooh, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was. Did any of you guys see it in theaters first? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, unfortunately. How is that experience? Because I um, mine that, was great. Again, I, I, I bought s- a bag of popcorn and I saw I, it at the press screening at Esquire. Which, sorry, non-St. Louis listeners, but yeah, don't see a movie at Esquire if you're in St. Louis. Because um, their main auditorium, you can hear everything yeah. that in comes at night. You uh, hear the you hear the two auditoriums that are above yeah. it. Horrible which, soundproofing. You know, uh, yeah, and those those theaters upstairs have kick ass sound systems. I don't know why they decided to put the most kick ass sound systems in the ceiling. I don't know. Theater, I mean, but... if you're seeing a loud movie, I guess it's an okay place to see. Oh, a but movie, you can but... still, you know, when scenes get quiet, right? And they've not got... every movie's loud and no, proud. they've got. Why know... did I say loud and proud? <laughs> not every movie is just loud all the time. 
Well, I guess there probably are a couple <laughs> movies. Yeah. Superhero movies, maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was a, a challenging theatrical experience, to say the least, just yeah. because uh, my audience... Did you stop well, eating popcorn, I, like, as soon as it got quiet? <laughs> I didn't really eat very much of that popcorn <laughs> at all, actually, because I was too scared, because I didn't want to be that one guy who's like... It was great, except for the chomping popcorn guy. <laughs> <laughs> pick, oh, it up, pick it up the soda <laughs> <laughs> no I, I saw it during the day on the Friday it came out and uh, I had like a maybe maybe 13 people in the theater it was perfect that was that was the way to see that movie it was really loud the sound system was great mm-hmm. and to see it with you know nobody in there yeah so. Everybody was just paying attention to the movie. Yeah, my my audience wasn't bad actually, but I, I've heard yeah. stories from other people. Well, that's the thing. It's it's one of those movies that accentuates the audience. Yeah, and well, and it demands a lot of the audience. It yeah. demands your attention. Yeah, it demands you to be quiet and to actually pay attention. I'll probably touch on that in the top mm. ten somewhere. Which is it's just crazy that oh, this is the new thing that I've discovered. People who think. Hey, I can be on my phone through the whole movie. I'll just turn the brightness all the way down. No, <laughs> yeah. fuck ass. I can still see your screen. Yeah. That's why I hate to say this. I don't this, understand why people do that anyway. I'm to the, what's wrong with you? You're paying to see a movie in the yeah. theater. I'm to the point where... You're not at home. If I'm going to the movies by myself, I, I most of the time I will sit in the front. Like yeah. those, those first five rows. Just because if I... I love sitting in the back, but these days if you do... You're then gonna you, see that you glare. get all. You see that. You see, see everybody in the front rows. And, and then it, it's once I notice it, I can't stop noticing. Yep, it, it no, drives yeah. me nuts. I know. It, and it, it, once it comes out, it's like, well, I gotta check my Instagram. I was seeing. Uh, what did I see yesterday? <laughs> you should. If you could only see that person's Instagram name and then add them later, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like, hey, That's fucker. <laughs> I saw. Yeah, I saw Aquaman yesterday, which was not very good, but uh, it was. It, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was right. I, I think stylistically it was great. Uh, I think visually it was pretty cool. And then it's, up. Uh, it's a pretty piss poor script. Ooh. All of the comedy oh, is nothing. It's just, just like <laughs> no laughs from the audience. All it's of like the comedy is nothing. Here's a here's a joke, and then the audience. No laughter, just I, no laughter. Uh, I had and a they lot. They pause for the they pause for the laugh. It's like a I, sitcom. Uh, yeah, oh, I I had a lot of fun watching it actually, but I I will agree <laughs> with you on the humor because the humor was so. I can't remember who I talked to about this, but somebody said like what the Marvel movies do right with the humor is that it's like, uh, it's natural humor. It's natural, but it's not like tell a joke and then wait for a response you know like yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like see see Thor Ragnarok and then see yeah. Aquaman and go well that's a guy who knows how to make comedy and here's James Wan yeah <laughs> but I mean it was very visionary well, James Wan doesn't I, know how to do comedy that's honestly that, that's that's my only gripe with the movie though was the humor but everything else about it I was like it was, it, pretty, it, it was pretty fucking cool. It was pretty well, impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was okay. But there was. The, I just rolled my eyes a couple times. <laughs> this guy that kept checking, and I understood because he was bored because the movies really paced poorly. But he kept checking. He just oh, um, let's see what's on Instagram now. Huh? That's. I wonder who's tweeting today. What the fuck, man? What Did, the fuck? Have you ever <laughs> see people 
on Twitter who like live, I was bored. I watched it. That drives me insane. Like that drives I'm me insane. In the theater. Oh, you won't believe no, what just even happened. If, even if it's like, at home, like um, Shutter. Shutter, I think, does something like that where it's like live tweet with the movie. And you'll see a couple of different companies that will do live tweets with the casting crew or whatever. I'm like, no, if if I'm going to watch the movie, I'm going to watch a movie. I don't care about the live tweets. The only way I think that may work is if you have the tweets on the screen. Right. We they know. have the, that Facebook watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What the group watch yeah, yeah i'll do a group watch on twitter if it's a movie i've seen a million times but if it's a something i'm watching the first time <sighs> well no. no yeah for yeah. sure and i don't think anybody wants you to watch it for the first time like yeah. that but but it's odd because it's like yeah, i don't think the director really i, would I wouldn't even watch it like that the second or third time now if you're talking about like you know john carpenter's halloween sure yeah but quite honestly i'll get lost in the film if you have that text on screen, I can see that working a lot mm-hmm. better. But I don't want to look at two different devices. It is challenging. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's always been my complaint. So, anyway. Yeah. So, that was... Uh, so, that was A Quiet Place that we ended up talking place. about. Quiet Place. Aquaman and, and phones. And, uh, phones. Remember that time when Jason Momoa was downstairs in the basement? <laughs> he's, here, he's here right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a flood in the basement? Never mind. My man! <laughs> My man! Jesus Christ. Okay. Dude, bro. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, did you do seven? You did seven, right? That was Cold Hell? Yeah. So, okay. I explained number seven. No, no, no. No. I did not do. That was okay. number eight was Cold Hell. All right. So, seven is seven. The Ritual. <gasps> Another oh. movie I need to see. Which is on Netflix. And Wait, it's, that uh, was this year? That was yeah. this is a year. long it was like year. March or April. It's one of those that's put into 2017 because it premiered festivals last year. But Well, in that case, that's going on my list. That's not on my list. On Netflix. <laughs> but I liked it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I like this movie a lot. It's it's something that's that's kind of been done for. People lost in the woods together as a group, and they're kind of hunted or haunted. Or whatever, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Um, Spooky. There's only an A, and and you know, and there's there's infighting between them, and it really deteriorates into their own neuroses and problems with each other, and the fact that you know, I don't think that any of these people actually like each other. Hmm. Um, it has one of the scariest creature designs. Oh yeah, by far. Mm. Uh, and yeah, the movie really affected me. So it's on Netflix. It's cool. I, I love that really I pay for a service that I can see this on, and <laughs> still haven't seen it. It's the best. It's the best. All right. I'd say at least half of mine are streaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Night Eats the World. I watched. Let's uh, talk about that. I'm I think we should talk about that. How the the viewing landscape has changed so much now that our theatrical experience. You know, it used to be back in the day. And by by the way, I mean back in the day, like maybe two years ago, where all of our favorite films we saw in the theater or maybe at home when it hit Blu-ray. Now, uh, it's gotten to the point where like, you know, Mike and I follow festivals pretty closely. And it's like, oh shit, that movie's playing. Now we got to wait like six months to a year to see it. And more often than not, it's like, oh, it will be out in two weeks. From the festival premiere. Like, Hold the Dark. We waited two days or something. 
when it premiered from yeah, I saw Fantastic Fest. Three of my top ten in the theater. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. For for me, it's kind of weird though, because pretty much everything that's on my list, mm-hmm. except for maybe one, uh, was stuff I saw in the theater. Yeah, it was like I love going to the theater as much as I can, and it's weird that there was a lot released in this year, horror wise, but it, a lot of stuff that went straight to digital or after their premieres or whatever. Yeah. But those are the ones I've had the hardest time to get around to. I don't know how that is. Well, is it because there's so it, much? It's almost like, even though you were paying for the streaming service, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's you get that mentality that it's free. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, you get, oh, I'll get around to it yeah, when I get around to it. Yeah, but when it's in it. the theater, I'm like, they're open right. weekend, you know? <laughs> like, case in point, Anna and the Apocalypse, I rushed out to go see because I knew it was only going to be in the theater for like a week. Mm-hmm. It did not make my top ten. I thought it was okay. Uh, I didn't get around to it. It yeah. was only in a theater close to me for a week. Yeah. And then literally that was it. Week. And then it moved to like... 30 miles away. Like, yeah. No, nah. no. It's It was in St. Louis for two weeks. I don't think it's here now, but it was playing at the Tivoli. Oh, was it? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. So Ronnie's in the Tivoli, but yeah, Tivoli I, had I, it longer. I don't like going to Tivoli <laughs> first. Near Dubai. I don't either. It's further away. It's further away. Their seats are terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't like parking down there. Sorry, guys. Remodel your theaters. Get good seats. What yeah. the fuck now? Why won't why won't they got low rider seats? I don't know how to really. That's landmark, it. and now yeah. landmark's owned by another company, and hopefully they will go and renovate the probably fuck not. out of these things. Probably not. Maybe, maybe not. Okay, my number seven is something that I could have swore and would have told you maybe it would be in my top five. It's Halloween 2018. How about that? Uh, you know I'm a huge Halloween fan. Uh, as my 11 copies of the film <laughs> of the original film attest to. I wonder if you have more Halloweens than oh, Josh has no, no, Evil no, no. Dead. Josh has like Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2. I'm talking one movie to one movie. Not, I'm not, pretty sure not he's his still e- got me beat. Not his Ash collection. I'm pretty sure he's got which me I'm beat. Which I'm sure he just... I guarantee just because he <laughs> also like just buys Japanese versions and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Anyway... Yeah. So yeah, this one, I mean, it's it's not the best how it's not what I expected and part of that could be a good thing. Um some of the comedy does not play well for me, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. Plus it's the 40th anniversary, so there was it was more of like a good feeling that I'm going to the theater to see a competently made Halloween movie. Because I'm not a fan of... Last time I did that, and it was like an event, was H2O. And that was a steaming pile of shit. Even though it had, like, at you the time... You enjoyed it at the time. No. No, I didn't. You didn't? No. Yeah. And th- that's the funny part. It, I mean, you're talking 1998, and when you heard... Like, Kevin Williamson was the hot ticket, because it's like, oh, dude, it's the guy who wrote Scream. It's going to be real good. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Holy shit. And then you have Josh Harnett, Michelle Williams. Like, it had the component. LL Cool J. <laughs> the components yeah. to have something decent. Adam Arkin, baby. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, it just wasn't good. And a lot of it is very nitpicky for me. It's like, that mask looks like shit. 
I want the mask. I want the original mask. And nobody's mm-hmm. been able to really do that very well, except for like, even though I hated. Oh, I thought this one did the mask. Right. Oh, I hated far. Zombies Halloween, but I actually liked the sculpt on that mask at first before it got deteriorated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one I think is great. I think it's a great mask. Um, spoiler, I do have the Blu-ray now, and there's a really cool s- deleted scene where it's got Lori at the shooting range, and it it's extended, and there's... <sighs> she comes into the house, she's cleaning the guns, and she puts a gun to, like, her neck. Ooh. So it's like, oh, shit, that got dark. But there's a shot where Michael Myers is in the back. It's kind of like her imagination. And it's not a deteriorated mask. It's like a normal mask. I thought that was kind of an interesting that, touch. That's cool. So they did make two different masks for the movie as well. Huh. And uh, anyway, I I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Sure, it has missteps in it, but overall, I really dig it. You get a new John Carpenter score. And better yet, it's John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and David Davies. Yeah. Um, Daniel Davies, sorry. Uh, and there's a couple of tracks. I will say that the soundtrack as a whole, if you listen to the album, is pretty short. That's it kind really of a bummer. Is short. Yeah. Uh, but there's a couple of tracks on there that are just like I love. Yeah, some um, of them are like 45 seconds long. Though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, and that was kind of disappointing. But I was like, you know what? I'll so take cool, it. Though. I'll take it. Yeah, because uh, and I know it's said in one of those EPKs is like you can't have a Halloween movie without Carpenter's music, and I I, I agree. You know, a lot of the the reason why 78's Carp- or Carpenter's Halloween works is because of the music. I mean, there's a lot of components, too. Jamie Lee's great in it. Dean Cundy's photography is great in it. You know, there's a lot of attributes that make that movie work, but one of the strong components is Carpenter's score, and if you don't have that, it feels kind of naked. So I was happy. Um, I was overall happy with Halloween. So that that's my number seven. That's also my next movie. Oh, so, yeah, so that's, that's your number six. That's my number six. Um, yeah, like you were saying, I, I when I went into the movie, I kind of, it wasn't that I had low expectations. I guess I kind of expected what I was going to get, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. Because my mindset going into the movie was, you know, how many great, Halloween sequels have we had so I I was kind of thinking I'm not going to get too precious about it you know what I mean so like the ones I love are Halloween Halloween 2 Halloween 3 I kind of like and I'm not the hugest fan of 2 I'm not the hugest fan but I mean I I guess I shouldn't say I love it but I like it yeah that hot tub has a scalding setting yeah yeah, I I like as as a sequel, I like 2018's Halloween more than Halloween yeah, 2. Yeah, so now, so yeah, so after watching it, I was like, this is awesome because it's already my, it's probably my third favorite yeah. of the series. Yeah. One, three, Halloween. I, I hate that it's called Halloween. Yeah. How many, <laughs> there was that running joke that I made on Twitter when it came out. Like, yeah. Oh, you should see Halloween. Which one? Yeah, the thing, which uh, the prequel to the thing called the thing. (laughs) Now we have to say the year. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it 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 pretty much worked for me. The the soundtrack was great. 
it had some of the best kills in the series. Like there were some things that I was just like, right. holy shit. And that's, he did that. that's another yeah. thing that I liked was that they made Myers pretty brutal in it. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Kind of almost Jason level, not super powered, but just well, like, like ruthless. when he stopped the guy's head. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, if you look at, you know, the eighties, when you put Myers, Freddie and Jason together, like, or against each other, I should say, Myers was always the quote-unquote pussy. He was always yeah. the weakest one. It's like, I'm not... Yeah, it's he's scary, but, you know, eh. I think, right. I, could, I, think I could outrun him. Yeah, yeah. I'll take him. <laughs> yeah. But Jason is like, nope, I wouldn't have a chance. He would obliterate me. Or Freddy was like, well, how do you get away from somebody that's super natural? Yeah, and then Rob Zombie was like, I got him on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to beat you up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one of my favorite moments was when he first comes back to Haddonfield and it shows all the trick-or-treaters and he's just like going from house to house. One shot. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And that I love the stop like, by the baby's crib. Yes. it was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah that was... Because uh, we were was... seeing something a little different uh, about this Myers. He was like pretty relentless and it's like, oh, are they going to go there? Yeah. Because we're just testing the waters. I mean, yeah. that whole this whole movie, we're, we know that something is different about this Michael Myers than previous yeah. iterations. So it's like, ooh, but, this could get sketchy. And then luckily, I mean, this, the scene that, that only lasts for like maybe two, three seconds where he stops and then he moves on. It's like, whew. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. everybody's heart drops oh, in the middle, yeah. I think. Because yeah. you, know, you don't know if they're going there. That's effective. There. You don't so, know if they're going there. Yeah, yeah. but... Yeah, I still need to buy the soundtrack, but um, I do have that Blu-ray, which is great. The Carpenter Live Blu-ray. Yeah. It's the best. But, um, yeah, uh, the humor was probably the one thing that, except for that one kid that that girl. Oh, yeah. That was funny. The kid was was great. The cops in the car. It was a little, uh, it was a little off. But, I mean. Mike's like eh. it just didn't, didn't bother me. It was it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, but anyway, mm. I really like that movie. The end. Well, I'll tell you where the comedy does rule, and that's in my number six, the house that Jack built. Oh, oh I still haven't it. seen. The, I I'm holding off because I know I want to see the unrated. unrated cut too. I want to see it too, but I wanted to see the movie worse. <laughs> so uh, I I I'm a Vontier fan. Um, I know he's a, a divisive character, um, and if you if, mean person, yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's a character. He's a character, man. He's you something just gotta else. Know him, man. He's such he's a character. Else. Uh, but this movie is by far his most personal. It's very meta. It's very um, self-referential. It's kind of an autobiography of some sort. Uh, not not in a way of, not in a way of. Hey, I'm a murderer, but oh, maybe okay. I have these inner Thank thoughts. God. Maybe I have these <laughs> inner thoughts. It is a difficult movie to watch. Uh, there are some very harrowing scenes. There are also some really hilarious scenes. It is a satire more than anything. It's a satire. So it's if if you found American Psycho, if you found the humor in that. You will definitely okay. find the humor in this. That's a good comparison. Um, I like it. And it, it's philosophical. It's got so much discussion going on. He's talking to someone during the whole movie. 
So it's kind of got this narration of Jack talking to someone else, and it's God. It's just a. It's a crazy fucking movie. It's super violent. Uh, it's, it's some difficult violence to watch. From what I hear, there's even more in the, in the unrated. unrated. Yeah. Um, specifically, like two scenes that noticeably were kind of. Why did you cut away there? You didn't cut away in any of the other times. Why'd you cut away there? Hmm. So and and those were in re, in trying to find out. It's it was very difficult to find out from people who had seen both cuts. But I finally found something on Reddit on this long string toward the bottom of somebody yeah, comparing comparing the two. And and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was right. Because so, the unrated cut didn't show in St. Louis. So no, it did not. It's kind of a bummer. It was a one night only. I thought it was going to be like, you know, phantom events. Yeah. But I guess not. I, I thought I don't know so how the too. distribution really went with that. I know it obviously fathom, is IFC. Fathom events, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, phantom? what is phantom? That's not yeah, right. Fathom events. Yeah. yeah. I thought it would have been that too. Um, Usually I, those one night only things. Are, right. Well, are and they shall not grow old. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that. That was a two day only thing. Mm. They didn't have night screenings. They were daytime screenings They're for the old people, I guess. They're like, well, you were born during the war. You want to get to bed at a reasonable hour, like six? <laughs> I mean... I really wanted to see that in a theater. Yeah, I, well, but you'll see it at home, hopefully. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's a shame with things like that. We don't yeah. live in a... We live in a major city. I don't understand why we're not considered <laughs> top market. We're a third market city. I know. It's a, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> wow. Ooh. That's wow. A piece of shit. Ouch. I love this city. All right. Number six. Anyway, Lawrence Run Trier. Um, oh, that's your number. House of Jack built. Number yeah. six. That's number yep. six. Okay. So my number six is Searching. Because Patrick just reminded me of it. <laughs> With John no. Wayne? The Searching? No. Oh, that's the Searchers. searchers. The searchers. That's yeah. the Searchers. That's right. right. That's right. Searching with John Cho. Uh, this is one of Different those. Different John. This is one of <laughs> I the. I don't think Wayne would have been oh, a fan. <laughs> this is one of those screen life uh, movies like Unfriended and Unfriended Dark Web, which I liked Unfriended. Not so much on Dark Web, though. I, I wasn't a huge fan on that one. Yeah, um, I would like to see the other endings to see yeah, if maybe that, that, that uh, you can opinion. S- I watched changes. them on YouTube. It, oh, okay. it did not change my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This one, I th- feel that when you get an actor that knows how to act, and it's not kids that I can't really relate to. I can relate to a father who is struggling to find his missing child, but also. How much, how well do you know your child as they're growing up? Because let's face it, as teenagers, that's that isolation period where you want to get away from your parents and say, hey, give me some breathing room so I can try to, you know, identify myself, see who I am. And to me, the the emotions on this one were like a roller coaster. It's like, shit, did she just run away? Did she do all this? There's yeah. so many things, and I don't want to give anything away because I no, know but it, it threw, a lot of people haven't seen it. It genuinely threw me for two loops yeah. where I, I had no clue what was coming. And, I think and, it is a great movie, and you know, thankfully, it, it, it is a movie that I don't think you need to see in the theater. No, I think it I will, will actually say, hold up pretty well at I, home. I will say that like, 
out of all these screen life ones, I think, you know, obviously I think that format works better at home or, you know, kids apparently watch movies on, on laptops phone? now yeah. and yeah. phones, Joseph. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, I watched this movie on my Nano. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I my think, Apple Watch. I think this movies. will. You won't miss any sort of hidden component. Component not watching this in the theater. I think it. it it's a great movie. Um, is it one I will own? I don't know. Probably not. But if I can find it for digital, for like five bucks or something, I'd I probably, I probably buy it. But yeah, next Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sony movies usually go down yeah. pretty little. So that's my number six, Searching. Number six. Well, wait, are you on number six or number You're five? Number, number five. five. Yeah, he's on number five. So number five for yeah. Patrick. Man, I don't even know if you'd call it a horror movie, but... <laughs> <laughs> are you pulling this out of your ass? No, I'm not, okay. but... Uh, I really liked uh, Thoroughbreds. Did you guys see that? Yes. That you know what? I think I think movie. that would be. I mean, it, it, it was tense ooh, enough. That might like actually it. reorder my tops. Yeah, because I, I did like that. I but think that was. I in saw the... it last year. That's why. Okay. I, didn't I think it. I skipped by it because it was twenty. Yeah, it was twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it showed at Fantastic Fest in two thousand seventeen, yeah, and Sliff, which is where I saw it. You saw the Sliff. That's and then came yeah, to, came to Ronnie's and like. March? February or March? March yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I didn't make no. it out to the theater, and I wish I had. Fucking solid movie. I, I video really, really liked, liked it. it. Yeah, I I was kind of bummed it didn't really get more praise than it did. That uh, you know what? Yeah. It, if I were to reorder it, Suspiria would be my nine, Hereditary would be my ten, and I think Thoroughbreds would be my eight. Now that I think about it, because that movie yes. is. It's and I hate to say it because so many people the have made the comparison. Yeah, it is like a modern Heather's though. Yeah, it's kind uh, of kind of, kind of yeah. But it's got so much to the writing is fucking sharp. Yeah, as shit. Yeah, and I don't think it's as anywhere near as satirical or humorous as no. Heather's. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty straight laced yeah. and yeah. dark. Yeah. And but Anna Taylor Joy, you know, from The Witch, she is great in it. And Olivia Cook, and Olivia yeah. also Cook is also good. Those in are it. two of our best young actresses mm-hmm. today. Yeah, yeah, I was I was pleasantly fantastic. surprised. And then when you get to to the end, yeah, I that was like, scene is just like, oh, fuck, they yeah. they went there. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah, no, it's it's really good, and but, that's uh, one that I want to buy. Uh, yeah, a lot of these on my tops I don't own, which is kind of sad in my opinion. Um, because I'm such a collector. Forty dollars on combat shock. Well, well, you can't buy it now, motherfucker. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's like if yeah, if any of these movies came out as limited edition, I would have bought it. (laughs) Sad thing. Get thoroughbreds. It's limited edition number two thousand. (laughs) Pharaoh put it out. (laughs) But yeah, uh, thoroughbreds is really good. Yeah. like you were saying, Anton Yelchin, he was great in it. And there was that one scene, I don't really want to give it away, but <laughs> I guess there were a couple scenes where I was just like, fuck, what's going to happen? And right. Like, and it was kind of a quiet movie, too, which was. It's cool. odd because it's like, and, I mean, obviously it comments on emotion. And yes. basically you have. Not psychopaths. One, um, yeah. What's emotionless? One of my. Sociopath. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're dealing with essentially two sociopaths. Olivia. One one so less than the other. 
but but uh, on a time, I you know she's kind of borderline. Yeah, well, they get they get along because right, yeah, right, right, because yeah, yeah. of their. Uh, it's so good. Black God damn. Now that, I want to watch it. Now, I was about to say, now I want to watch All it. All right, again. let's stop. Yeah. I wonder if <laughs> family, <laughs> our family video has it. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Good Maybe like a four ninety nine. Yeah. I'm going to look at it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. that's Check your number out. six. No, number five. Number five. five. Yeah. Yeah. Number five. Uh, so my number five is Halloween. What's that? Uh, it's a David Gordon Green movie. It's a sequel. <laughs> oh, that's the guy who did Undertow in Jail? Uh-huh. It's a 40-year-later movie. You no, know, he directed Your Highness. Oh, uh, yes. And Pineapple and Express. And Pineapple Express. Oh, man. Oh, Snow Angels. Don't forget Seth, about Snow Seth Angels. Seth Rogen's in this, right? <laughs> Snow Angels is a badass movie. <laughs> Why didn't Seth Rogen play that cop? Wouldn't oh, man. <laughs> that would have been a funny cameo. Was he not yeah. available? Was, oh, God, why isn't Danny McBride in the fucking movie? That is kind of. I always Why thought that was one odd. of those. They could have both been. The I cops. figured yes. maybe he would like pop in. I thought for a cameo at some for point. those two cops or something. Yeah. But I guess I guess they busy. didn't want to get that cute with it. That's <laughs> not. Um, I I really I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I, I it's it's easily my favorite sequel. Um, it's it's not even a contest yeah. to the first one. So I, I could watch the bookends of one and t- ten. What was this? What was this, ten? Mm, or was this nine? Nine. Well, are we counting the zombies? No. No. No, because they're their own thing, right? Well, yeah. So technically, this is two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now we have three continuities. <laughs> I know. God. <laughs> I wonder if all of these will merge at some point. <laughs> the Halloween, Halloween generations. The, the Halloween multiverse. Oh <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Rob Zombies was like supposed to be Halloween 9 for a long time. Yeah. And they, I think they even ran a contest like, be a cameo in Halloween 9. Mm. Oh, just kidding. It's just a reboot. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I thought I, it's really effective. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. There's some really good moments of tension. I really liked. I really liked the ending. Um, the like the last twenty twenty five minutes of that movie. Yeah. Are oh my god! Fucking it was, that was awesome. A great climax. I will say that the the Blu-ray is a little disappointing because we know that there's a completely different ending that was shot. Was That's was that right. was that back when they were thinking of doing the back to back thing? Well, or was that n- no? That was the so that was the alternate opening, which they didn't even film. I don't think. Um, but when I'm talking about, and you, you see in the trailer when like Lori's outside with the knife and has a knife fight mm-hmm. with Michael oh. Myers, that's not in the movie. And it's not on the And movie. that's part of the original ending. Okay. And they reshot some of the stuff in the ending. So oh, that's not man. on the Blu-ray. How badass would that have been? I badass. wanted to see it, but yeah, it's not on there. But which they, is kind of disappointing. They did say it was written as so, a two-part yeah, they, thing, right? Yeah, they wrote it where they were going to use CGI to um, essentially merge one and two together. Mm-hmm. And they would pick up right when Loomis is shooting Michael Myers. And then they would just continue. And I'll be honest, like one pet project that I would love to do... <laughs> whenever I get free time is to merge the two films because one of my favorite like fan edits was uh, something called Halloween One Night in Hanfield where they took Halloween and Halloween yeah, 2 and they together. just put yeah. it all together mm-hmm. which is very easy to do I think there I think visually those two actually work I together. think you could make like a two two and a half hour long movie of Halloween 
78 and Halloween 18 and make something yeah. really interesting and maybe cut out some of the humor and just make it a story about Laurie. Yeah, I think there could I'd be something like really interesting. It. But wasn't wasn't this film written as a two-parter with... Oh. Like it was going to be going into Halloween and then it's... Or, or was it written as one thing and they split it up? Because I could have sworn The original they, opening of Halloween 18 was to start at the end of 78. Right, but wasn't the end of... Halloween 18 supposed to be that I, don't I know. thought I read something about that and they wanted know. to kind of backpedal it just in case yeah, it wasn't a success and that's possible that sounds familiar but I, I, I'm just I could have sworn I read know that it. like they had the sequel pretty much yeah okay. set in stone yeah. I don't know I could be wrong I well be wrong. apparently we're getting another one so so oh is that is that a <laughs> thing yeah I think so I mean it made a lot of money yeah. oh I know it did and yeah it did, it did rather well okay so. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I was, I was big on it. It's not my favorite, but it was, it was big on the list. Not your favorite. I left very happy. Movie, movie of the year. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I, I left well, very. Yeah, happy. it's your fifth. Yeah, I left totally happy. Yeah. So my number five is actually something I watched last night, and I still need to explore. And that is Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Right. Band- Bandersnatch. Come. Cumberbatch. 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 Um, Why isn't he in it? I will be completely honest that I love the idea more than the execution. It's directed by David Slade. I think he does a decent job, but it's one of those things I need to see all the possibilities to probably fully gauge the film. But the reason why it's a number five is, guys, we've been trying since... 1995 to make an interactive movie and it's finally happened. Yeah, we've had we this, were talking about this, had on this Facebook. discussion on Facebook with uh, Mr. Payback, which yeah. was uh, written in, I think, maybe even directed by Bob Gale. Yeah, like Bob that. Gale's from St. Louis. You also probably know him from Back, the, to the Future. Back to the Future. He was the writer and uh, used cars. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. That yeah. one says too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I remember that. It was horrible. It was an ABC option. But uh, the, the Black Mirror thing, I mean, it's really cool. It gets really fucked up. Um, obviously, it depends on what choices you make. Uh, there are some choices when you make them, it forces you to make a certain choice. And it's usually a two-option sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really dug the concept. And the other thing is, like, especially in this world where we were just talking about people playing with their fucking phones while watching a movie, you have to pay attention to this. Yeah. You can't, be on <laughs> you can't, uh, there's, there's so many things that I like about this as far as how it's reacting with the audience. Number one is you have to pay attention to it. You have to devote all your effort to this one thing. Put down your phone. Keep the remote in hand. I also like how it kind of also combats piracy. Is like, how can you pirate a movie like this? There's yeah. there's interesting things that I like about it. Um, it also gets pretty fucked up, like I said. And um, I think some of the choices you have to make are uh, moral choices that might fuck with your head a little bit. Um, I will say that... Is there a time limit to choosing? Yes. Oh, um, no. But... I think there was maybe one that I missed because you can pause it as well, which is good. Uh, and you could always go back to your previous choice. So it will ask you again. Um, but I think there was one that maybe I missed because Stella was walking all over me on the couch. And I think it shows something. A dog. Yeah. Stella is In a case, dog. You know. uh, and I think it just shows something automatically for me. Like, 
there's only two options and one of them is automatically highlighted so i don't know if it just automatically chose that or not yeah but again like i said i will probably run through it a couple of times but i love that there's a movie that is essentially five hours of footage that is about 90 minute experience and it's just kind of cool i I will say, again, I love the idea more so than probably the execution, but that's not to say it's a bad movie either. It's just something I need to explore more. Yeah, Check I'm looking out. forward to trying it. Yeah. I, I, I if you plan, have an Apple totally TV, apparently to, there's but... some problems with it. Mm. I have Roku devices, so I'm good. I just have Xbox and you should be all right i think everybody i think everything other than like apple tv and like obviously web stuff on your like smart tvs I yeah think those have problems too but uh if you have netflix yeah it's worth checking out it's a lot of fun so that brings us to our number four number four is upgrade oh fuck it's mine too oh boy <laughs> mike no, God damn it. it didn't make my list. <laughs> uh, I liked it a lot, though. Yeah, I had so much fun watching I had a lot of fun. I actually went back and saw it again yeah. during its theatrical run. I have not done that yet. But I, I wanted just, to buy it. I was really thinking it was going to be on a Black Friday sale, and it wasn't. Uh, I got it used. <laughs> I did too. I got so. used, babe. I got it used. Yeah, that, that's a that's a bummer of a blu-ray though because there's nothing on it yeah. there's on nothing it. i no. was expecting it had a digital copy <laughs> commentary something i don't know something this, yeah, <laughs> nothing absolutely yes. nothing yeah that was like yeah that's one of the things with how thoroughbreds was the exact same way too that's that's universal man no. I mean, Halloween's the same way. There's no commentary. Universal I mean, there's digital. Focus. There's deleted scenes and there's like little EPKs that I think the longest one's six minutes, but most of them are like three, I, four minutes. I want but, full documentaries. Yeah. Well, on every movie I see, <laughs> full movie, documentary. Everything. Even if I don't like the movie, I want a documentary <laughs> on it. Just assemble all the cruise Instagram yeah. stories. <laughs> exactly. There you go. That's not a bad idea. But uh, yeah, I. I had so much fun. It was a lot of fun. And I, I thought... Uh, Seeing not Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's his name? Logan Marshall Logan Green. Logan Marshall, Marshall Green. Green. He's in that movie. Yeah. Uh, not um, not to be confused with David Gordon. David Gordon. I, yes. I almost said David Gordon Green. I was like, well, what's his name? Logan something. But, but yeah, uh, I, I think like... He's so, also in a show... I don't, uh, he's in a show that's called Quarry that was on Cinemax for one season. Which is... Fucking amazing, and I really wish it had continued. Oh, so they're and not doing a season two? Nope. Damn. But uh, and he was surprisingly funny. He's a great I, actor. Yeah, he's. And let's talk about Lee Whannell, who kind of you know, I mean, some people will say he kind of shit the bed with Insidious Three. Yeah. Uh, but he's a great guy that knows about suspense, horror, yeah, and comedy. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the movie is and he does stylish a perfect blend. as hell. It's stylish yeah. and there's it's a movie where the camp works. Yeah. Because he knows that what he's doing. And that doing first scene. That is, first scene where yeah. like he's in that dude's house and <laughs> would you like me to take over? <laughs> sure. Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, you know so so Just his reaction. So yeah, and so much of it is like a throwback to 80s action movies yeah. where like yeah. it gets a little over the top and goofy but it it knows what it's doing it, it knows that it's being goofy at times and 
you're just along for the ride and having a lot of fun with it. it. It's a fun watch, and, and I also think there's rewatchability to it. Yeah, too, so it's mesmerizing. And I really wish the trailer hadn't ruined every <laughs> single death in that movie, though. Yeah, I, I'm glad because they I were jaw dropping. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Hey, uh, yeah. that's that I, has one of my favorite kills. Yeah, that's that definitely was, up yeah, there. that was that was great in the. Oh, can I can I say can I can I say what a death is or well we lot to spoil yeah if you haven't seen upgrades skip around skip okay skip two. around for two seconds so well two you minutes. know what close to the <laughs> end when uh, you know how the guys have like the built in oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah then he kind of breaks, breaks off the guy yeah. and he uses it and gets himself blows his head off and love like, that fucking awesome yeah. love yeah. that yeah. It, it's a great blend of like Cronenberg yeah, Blade yeah. Runner it, yeah. it, it's it, it's definitely comes from a guy that says look I know what you guys like in the genre of films. I'm going to bring some of those best elements and fashion a yeah. original story behind it. And, and and here you go. And I actually like the ending too. Like yeah. that was like yeah. for was a second surprising. I was like, "Ooh, this is kind of reminding me of like the twist at the end of the first song. Just the just the way it pulls from like It was the Twilight Zone ending. Like flashbacks yeah. from it, it pulls Or you could even say outer limits. Yeah, and like but like <laughs> it's true. He kind of does this thing like where he did with what he did with the first song where you drop the revelation and then you pull clips from the beginning of the movie. Right. And, but I was just like, even though he's done it before, this really works. Like, yeah. this is yeah. really, really cool. No, it's and a solid movie. For fuck's sake, give this man a budget and yeah. let him do, let him do a Marvel movie, dude. Oh, I, I could. I, if he could he rock the hell out of it. He I liked it. the soundtrack too. Jed Palmer did it. I yeah, haven't seen uh, any I of the other. I think Death Waltz either put it out or they're going to put it out? Shit. I think I fucked up. Did I order that? Damn. Now Uh-oh. I gotta double check. Uh-oh. You done goofed. <sighs> Guys, I done goofed. But I, I, there was something on... Guys, I, I done goofed. I don't know. I guess goofed? it was Shockwave's Facebook group that somebody had... Somebody who's produced the Final Destination movies asked, who would you like to see direct one? Did yeah. you see that post? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I would imagine Warner is, is looking to bring it back, which is great or new line, whatever, what? <laughs> yeah. whatever the fuck. Well, you. new lines, the genre. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and Lee one out when someone mentioned that, I was like, oh, that would be a great idea. And literally every director was in this Facebook thread. Because I think I'm, <laughs> Everybody I'm okay. Was I don't know if they released it or not. That's going to bug me. Man, he would he would do great. He could That'd work with the, he could work with the budget. He could keep it low for him. And uh, if his kills are anywhere near as, <laughs> or even if he as clever as they are in that movie, that uh, would be an awesome. Yeah. Okay, it is out. It's thirty bucks on vinyl. Oh, okay. And it's still available. Hey. Because sometimes without Mondo and Deathwalt stuff, it goes quick. Uh, Mondo Death Vaults. Yeah, I think I'm gonna buy that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I might buy that. That sounds like a band. Yeah. It does. Mondo Death Vaults. Yeah. 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 But yeah, okay. So that's uh, Patrick and I's number four. Uh, Mike, four for me is a quiet place. Shh, Shh. keep it down. All right, don't oh. have that baby. All right, let's do that. Well, don't have let's that talk baby. about quiet. Okay, right. no, just hold that baby uh, in. Okay, hold the so baby in. You gotta, so what did you like about it? It's like a boot. Just hold it in. This, this tastes really good. Uh, oh, wow. Let, so, me, let me have a drink of this. Okay, uh, sip it loud. There you go. 
can't hold it in. (laughs) I I like that the conceit is basically, uh, let's do that kitchen scene from Jurassic Park, but that's the whole movie. (laughs) <laughs> and that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Pretty essentially much. what it is. Pretty much, yeah. And I think yeah. it really works. It does have that kind of, kind of has that Jurassic Park Spielberg magic to it a little bit. Yeah, uh, you could tell Krasinski. You know, he he's got his influences and he wears them and uses them well. But it didn't feel like a derivative movie. It didn't feel like it. It felt. Like a well-constructed movie. The, I, th- I think it's really well-written. The only thing... You can nitpick the fucking thing to yeah. death. I, you can do that with any movie. It's a well-done film, and the mm-hmm. only reason why I didn't hit my top ten is because I just don't see myself watching it again. I yeah, enjoyed it that's a, just as much the second a time. A weird so. thing. like uh, I, Same thing with you, or same thing with me. Boo. Boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gave it a four-star review on the, yeah. on the site, and... There's nothing I really dislike but about it. But honestly, I, like, but you I'm can like, have a really good movie yeah, yeah. that does everything right. It's just but for you're not me, a, it's but like... But you're not in a hurry to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to... I feel that everybody's top could, ten is maybe you could something wait. you're going to rewatch. Yeah, maybe you could wait five years and go back to it. You won't remember everything. You maybe. watch so much shit That's true. that you go back to it and you go, wow, this surprised me. I'd be me. down for A Quiet Place too. Me too. I, yeah, uh, and I'm I think... I think Looking uh, forward to that. For sure that's going to happen. Whether it's going to be a prequel a or place. a sequel or what, but loud place, loud place, <laughs> you have to be loud to keep them away. <laughs> and the audience has to be loud too. Ah, <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> the, egg, the I audience can't hear on the movie. <laughs> it's like Peter Pan. Come on, clap, everyone! Clap! Make a lot of noise. I love that. Just in this title alone, we've gone from like probably two decibels to yeah. twenty-five. How about? that red line (laughs) all right so my number three is going to be a little bit of a cheat it's more of a personal thing but i will relate it i will relate it to something that is not movie-esque but is lifestyle so one of my friends mark nadeau Nadeau, really. Well, we I just really wanted to Nadeau. get on this podcast, but we just didn't have time when he yeah, was here. Yeah, so. he was here in St. Louis, uh, him and his beautiful fiance Melissa. Uh, they were here for five days, which I was like, yeah, that should be a good no- enough to t- uh, amount of time, and it wasn't. Actually, no, it was like six days. They came in on Monday and yeah. then left on Sunday. Um, uh, he's part of a wonderful podcast now. The Garbage People, Garbage People podcast with, with uh, uh, Kelly. Kelly, who is another... Canadian. Canadian yeah. who is hilarious. So, um, where this, like, where you, dear listener, why would you give a shit? Uh, here's the thing. Like, Mark and I have known each other since 2005. Uh, I used to be on a message board, which is how people socialized back in 2005. Yeah. It wasn't Instagram, Twitter. Believe it or not, kids. Even MySpace wasn't about, uh, well, I think it was around in 2005. Barely, but, but we didn't really use it yeah, to communicate. Right, right. Um, it was more it was, like, do you like me enough to put me on your top? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you like top me that eight. much? Yeah. Uh, but as far as like finding people with like-minded interests, like horror, which is back at then was very kind of outcastish. Uh, message boards was the way to go. And Rumorg had a great message board system. And I met a few people there in 2005. I flew out by myself, which was kind of spooky because I've, 
A, never flown by myself, and B, I've never gone to a country by myself, uh, even though Canada's are, you know, America's hat. But uh, It was like Baby's Day Out, but with Andy. Yeah. <laughs> but and Canada. I went by myself because I was like, I want to meet Clive Barker, and I don't know when that opportunity is going to happen anytime soon, because at that point, he was hard to at a convention he was just always so busy he painted he did a whole bunch of other shit so anyway uh i andy american andy went there lost his luggage which was a lot of fun um that's right yeah but i met so many people from the boards in real life and one of them i was at this concert that rimorg was throwing on with um, uh, a hellbilly band called the matadors which is a lot of fun they're, um, I think they're still around. Hmm. Anyway, Mark came up to me and like I recognized him. I knew who he was, and I think maybe I talked to him earlier in the day. But he was like, "Oh, hey, are you having a good time?" I'm like, "Yeah." And we were just, it was nice because no, I mean, I I hung around with a couple of people who told me to go, but it was just nice to be with people in general that liked the same interest when here in St. Louis there wasn't a lot of that. And, I mean, everybody was spread out. You couldn't touch base with each other. Um, so the fact that I've been friends with them for 13 years uh, and we're still friends and, like, recently we used to go to Cinema Wasteland and we kind of stopped going. So I was like, I hope I get to see Mark. And, you know, I want to see my other friends too, but... Um, they came into town and it was a lot of fun and I got the show in my city, St. Louis and, uh, all the good eateries. So it's just kind of nice. Um, and it, I, I think it's important that even though like some people will look and say online relationships, not just sexual relationships, but just <laughs> online relationships, yeah. like of friendships. Which yours uh, did get pretty yeah, sexual. I mean, Mark and <laughs> yeah. I, I think did sleep in the same yeah. bed. No. Right. Uh, but, but you know, it, it, it's important. I think some people used to laugh at that. And now I think we've come to, as a society as like, Hey, that's acceptance because you are sharing a bond over something. Yeah. That's really cool. And it's really nice that we were able to, uh, put that in the flesh and like, Still stick with him. In the flesh. Uh, you guys okay. got All naked. right, this is getting weird. <laughs> but yes, I, I value my friendship uh, with Mark, and I'm happy that happened. That was one of my favorite things of the year. So I snuck that in there. Wow. Look at that. I have not known Mark as long as you have. I met him when then we you all don't went deserve to, him. We all went to Fantastic Fest together. Yes. Um, that a was a few years ago, and I, I've he's been one of my favorite people since. So. Favorites. So yeah. we hope to get him on this podcast in one way or another at some point. Yeah. yeah. He'll just I'd have to come back to St. Louis. There's a lot we of stuff. probably work a Skype session or there something. There was a lot of stuff there. that we didn't get to show him. We didn't no. get to show him City Museum. No, mm-hmm. we didn't get to show him our City basement. Museum's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I met him for the first time, and you seem like a really cool he's dude. All right. he's, he's all right. He's fun. He's fun. He's a good guy. <laughs> I like him. All right. So that's my number three. Sorry I cheated. Not sorry. And yeah. <laughs> that was a you great saw movie. Destroyer together. Does that make your number three? Patrick, what's your number three? Ah, <laughs> uh, this was really difficult because these these top three movies I absolutely loved. So I don't. Uh, so they could be interchangeable. They could be interchangeable depending okay. on my mood. I think gotcha. I'm with you. So I think I'm with you. Number three, I'll just say Hereditary. Ooh. So I have a lot to say about this movie. Please. So this movie, I went in. 
somehow it still affected me despite all the hype and everything I read about it. I kind of delayed uh, going into it because I had heard from a lot of people who didn't like it. So my sister Lindsay saw it. Didn't really work for her. And then I, I'd seen uh, you and Nikki post yeah. on Facebook about it. Yeah, especially her review. Yeah, Nikki, like, Nikki's oh, very man. violently opposed to that movie. Yeah, that was, actually, yeah, yeah. When they showed her the list, she was like, "Yeah," <laughs> she just looked at me like, but, judgingly. Yeah, so I was like, "I don't know what I'm getting into," and uh, yeah, and you know, like we mentioned with all the advertising, comparing it to The Exorcist and saying it's like one of the scariest theatrical experiences ever. Somehow, it still worked. It was actually the most frightening experience that I'd had in the theater in 2018. And there aren't a lot of, and there's a lot of horror movies that'll scare me, but mm-hmm. that was the one that stuck with me. Cause there's images in that movie that I was not expecting crawling to see. Crawling up the wall. Yeah. Crawling up the wall. Holy shit. Or spoilers, <laughs> severed, severed heads, you know, yeah. on characters that you oh. would not, expect to see or something that's implied and then it jump cuts to the aftermath and you're like holy shit they actually showed that not only did they show it they're lingering on it yeah and you're like oh my god oh and now there are bugs and yeah now there's bugs on it and then (laughs) you see the family reacting to it and it just feels so real and i was just like oh my god this is actually kind of this is actually a hard it's, movie, it, a hard yeah. movie to watch. Like it's weird yeah. how how realistic, real that it felt, but also hyper realistic with the acting. And I, yeah. I, I thought it created a nice contrast between the two. I think this would totally be higher on my list if I had seen it again, but I just didn't get around I, to seeing it. I, well, it's, yeah. it's on Amazon Prime now, so yeah. I think it just popped up. That's something I wanted to mention, too. Is Did you guys both only see it once? Yes. So I do want to revisit it's it. It's a lot more fun on the second watch because... Uh, you actually know where it's headed. I noticed a lot of those clues. Like, I noticed yeah, a lot of did. those okay. clues. you did, okay. But yeah. I, was, I was about to say, like, there's stuff that I, I didn't even notice, but going back and rewatching it and finding all the little hints and stuff that's scattered throughout and like, Oh, okay. That's what that means. That's what that's doing there. And there's the a good symbol, amount of mythology around the, the movie. I love the mythology that's, that's in it. Um, yeah. Like it, it, man, that, that movie that messed me up, <laughs> but, uh, I loved all the performances in it. Uh, even when it takes that three sixty turn, you know, in the, middle portion of the movie that Andy was mentioning. Yeah. I kind of like that. I was too. into it. Yeah, I kind of like that too cuz I, I was, was like I don't know where this movie's going. No, and by no by the end I was on. I was so mystified that I just I was appreciative. Yeah, and there's going back to that like a lot of people did not like the ending. Um I, I can understand. I definitely didn't like the ending. I can understand, but um that was like one of the moments of one of the biggest moments of the year uh, where something actually just sticks with you. And it's, it's mainly just that one image. And I think, you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. where you see the um, what's the word? Pyman. Pyman. Yeah. yeah. And just the, uh, 
the the little model statue thing yeah. that they made of her yeah. with the severed head on top of it. Like, yeah. oh, that just Whoa. got under my skin. Like, that's ugh. almost what saved the ending. Yeah, and but, <laughs> but also I love the score and the the, the especially good. the song at the end of the movie, which is so what was what was so bizarre about it, and that's like probably the best word to use. It's a bizarre movie for yeah. that movie. Is it sounds like a celebratory song even though you're seeing like the most evil despicable shit happening and it's like right. you're revolted but you're looking at it through almost the eyes of the cult and they somehow become the protagonists by the end of the film especially with Charlie and you're like oh okay so yeah this is a happy moment for them okay mm-hmm. I get it whatever so I mean I heard a lot of people complain because they were like well, this is just Rosemary's baby, again, you know, and I can understand that. Yeah, sure. I mean, maybe yeah, that's I guess like, if you really want to. Like, but, but I feel like that's kind of really picking it apart too much. I don't but, know. I mean, maybe I've watched too much like '70s stuff when cult films were a big thing that the impact wasn't as strong. However, when we get to our number one, which again is no surprise, <laughs> that deals with the cult. And it's like, yeah. eh, eh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, so. but uh, but yeah, I mean, I uh, I like Rise, Rosemary's Baby a lot. Uh, I don't know if I would call it like Rosemary's Baby though. Yeah, I've, I've heard a couple people say that, and I think it's just I think it's just the conspiracy uh, that and both movies ending with people saying hail yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah in that case you could say evil dead 2 is just like <laughs> yeah. evil dead 2 rosemary's baby but uh, uh yeah that was the movie that affected me the most so that's your uh, number scare, two scare or no number three yeah number three okay and yeah because i remember i wasn't that scared watching it which is the weird thing i mean there were moments where I, I had like a dreadful it's a feeling. Tense I was tense and but, dreadful experience. And it was what was so fun about it, though, was especially during that climax. Anytime during the third act, it like you know, it, it, the scenes get really dark. Yeah, you there's things hidden in the background that you don't really <laughs> notice, and then it takes a while for the audience to pick up on it. And like I remember, there was there was a moment during that that ending where like. You know, it's a really quiet shot. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really happening. And then you hear one person in the audience go, <gasps> and then you hear somebody else go, oh, my God. Yeah. And like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, what are they talking about? Oh, shit. So, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to say something, even, even though, and I don't want to sound like a pretentious asshole here, but I think because of a movie like Paranormal Activity, which yeah. I didn't love. I like the second one, or no, the third one like the, the third best. One like, yeah. I like the third Paranormal Activity the best. But with a film like Paranormal Activity, where the fun in that film or the scariest part in that film is literally scanning the screen for something. Yeah. Because yeah. it's such a static shot. Mm-hmm. That may have heightened my awareness to watching films where we might have static shots. Mm-hmm. That hey, it might be a static shot of you know just atmosphere or landscape, but there's probably something in there. Yeah. So I caught a lot of those hidden images, quote unquote hidden images, on my initial watch. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting, because in my mind, it's like there's information you mm-hmm. need to grab in some of these shots. Yeah. That's. 
I don't know if Paranormal Activity ruined it for me or, or what. Because, I mean, there's stuff in Mandy that I picked up on, apparently, and I, people can't believe me. I think that's the way to... <laughs> I think as far as, like, supernatural horror goes, that's almost the way to go now. I think that's it's, fun. That's the way oh. to go, because that's what... Instead of, like, no disrespect to James Wan, I actually kind of dig the Conjuring movies, but... And the Conjuring does some of that I, stuff. They do, yeah. and but it's a little more jump scary. Yeah. But I... Yeah, well, Flanagan. Was, Flanagan yeah, does that Flanagan very does well. Really yeah. well. Especially yeah. with Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, going on the ghost hunt, go right? On, go go, but, go uh, on YouTube and find out how many ghosts you're like, wait, yeah. that was not but in there. But that seems to be but, the new trend. Yeah, now, but right? I, I, I loved... Like the first Conjuring did freak me out a lot, but the, I mean, there were, that was very effective mm-hmm. as far as supernatural horror goes. But Hereditary, what I loved about it was like there were moments where it felt like you're you're like are my eyes playing tricks on me. What's going right. on? And I love that. Do you know the first time that like when she kind of towards the beginning when she sees the grandmother? Yep. Uh, in the, when the uh, attic, I think. Yeah. Or whatever, and and she's like obscured in it. It's like is she real? Whoa, okay. There's a there's the ghost. There. It plays tricks and, on and you. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And that yeah. is just that's what creeps me out. It, it plays with your there's psychological. It's almost like psychological yeah, warfare throughout the whole. Film. Yeah, and like there's not a lot of sound when right. you see a spirit in the movie. There, and that's there's no there's no audio trigger to say yeah, hey something scary. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes sometimes that can work. I, I mean, think it works I perfectly yeah. because one person might see like you were just saying, somebody yeah. might be watching the film, not catching it, but somebody way in the back hears yeah. it and they're like, Oh fuck and you're yeah. like, What? What's happening? Yeah, there was there was one part of that movie where that did happen. Yeah. And the shot was over before I got to see anything. I was exactly. like, Oh man But <laughs> that that in my opinion, I mean that's why I wanted to include it in top ten. It does a lot of things that I would love. Yeah. And I do love about that film, but it just it took such a nosedive for me that it, it kind of knocked it down lower I'd be on the list. interested to see if it took the same nosedive on the next watch. I do too. want to watch it again though. Yeah. And it's uh it it's very effective as far as like especially if you if you read about what Ari Aster did when he was writing the screenplay, like uh you don't really have to believe in depends on your beliefs or whatever, but right. like he when he's pulling in from the demonology and going into that mythology, I think that makes it a lot creepier too, yeah. knowing that he actually used like real ritual kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like I remember after I watched the movie I went home and I was kind of reading up about the movie and I read an interview with him and I was like, Well, I'm a little more freaked out now. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. So yeah And that's but, a debut movie. Yeah. yeah. So, a polarizing debut. And that's yeah. the other that's, thing. And it's, like, it's a stunning it's a stunning debut. Whether you like the movie or not. Right, right. Directorially yeah. it has a style it has a, a, a visual language that is completely its own. His but short film is really throughout. good too. Yeah, I haven't seen the show. Oh, you should see it. I need um, to. Yeah, I think it's on the site. I'll have to send it to. I'll, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. But uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, even like Mike was saying, great mythology behind it. It was well mapped out. Might not have worked for everybody, but I liked that he had this huge backstory to it. I thought that was 
really cool. Cool. Sorry, Joseph. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Joseph. Uh, Annihilation is my number three. That's your number three? That's my number three. All right. Uh, Wait, I thought we were on number two with you, but maybe not. Nope. Guess not. Not yet. You know what you're doing. <laughs> I haven't talked about Annihilation <laughs> yet. So You got your list. You know what you're doing. Uh, th- uh, speaking along the same lines of being unnerving and uh, having a sense of dread oh and a sense yeah. of unknowing <laughs> and, and just mystification because Annihilation is f- a weird movie. So There's funny. no getting around it. It's really strange. Uh, it's even less accessible than Ex Machina was. Yeah. And I, yeah. Thought, I thought that was kind of obtuse. I didn't get that movie until the second time I watched it, and I loved it. Um, I love Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. I, I love that movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think this is a worthy follow-up. It's, it's very different, but... Um, I, I I love the way he writes. Oh, me too. Yeah. So, I love Sunshine a lot. I, I'm I gonna think that's really I'm gonna jump in because Annihilation is my number two. Okay. Um, yeah, Alex Garland knows how to fucking write. Um, He's a really, one of my favorite really books is The Beach, which unfortunately didn't make a great movie no. with Danny Boyle. Mm. But I mean, the man also wrote. 28 Days Later. He wrote 28 Days Later, and he wrote Sunshine. And Sunshine is one of those movies that I loved when I watched it, and everybody shit on it, but I just recently no. heard a couple like of people oh, like it's come got around a, to it. It's got a big fan following I now. like that movie. That movie is really I think good. it's solid. And like, yeah. even if you don't like the tonal shift in it, I still think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the tonal shift is I fucking I think that's awesome. what drives it home, I think that's what gets it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Alex Garland is, in my opinion, a force to be reckoned with. the yeah. The one thing I hated about Annihilation, and it kind of drug it down a little bit, but obviously not enough to knock it down uh, further down on my list, is the. Here, here's what I loved about Suspiria: it was a film with primary f- uh, females, and I'm, you know, look, I'm not a female, but I feel that I don't think all movies should be about male protagonists i I think we need to get some diversity and if you have a film that where it's mainly female characters female protagonists i think that's the way to go because that's something new even though they are you know like more masculine i guess you could say uh it's kind of. I still think they're very feminine but they they take on these masculine roles which i really Mm -hmm. dig um the one thing that I hated about it, though, is that it had to have the scene where they show their damages, like that they're, you know, something's wrong with them. And I felt like you should have cut that out. However, what Garland does is that he still kind of uses that to an advantage uh, with the, I'm just going to say the chair and bear scene. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Which is my number one scene yeah, of oh, the year. Yeah, that was I, Annihilation is a gem of a movie that uh, I felt bad that it got the release it got in general because Paramount put it out here in the theaters and then in the UK it went straight to Netflix. And, uh, you know, maybe that's the thing that's going to start happening now is that studios don't want to take a risk anymore and stuff gets put on Netflix. And if that's the case where there's more creative freedom with it, I'm fine with it. 
I think the landscape has now changed where yeah, you know, a movie doesn't have to be good, or it doesn't have to be in the theaters to be good. Right, and well, and part of the problem is that the movies that Netflix are acquiring from other studios, right? Thus far, not a good track record. So, no, I uh, mean, the other Paramount movie was Cloverfield Paradox, and that was a Cloverfield Paradox, and now, <laughs> yeah, so and now it. Mowgli, which yeah. is, has just been. I shit on so much. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. Um, I haven't watched it either. I didn't really have any interest to see it in the first place. I love Andy Circus and I love motion capture. And I so, you know, from that angle, I'm kind of interested to see it. But apparently it's a turd. And that's why Warner Brothers <laughs> sold it yeah. to them. Um, but, yeah, so, Annihilation is a, a great blend. Annihilation of, is a great movie. That it's a smart science fiction horror movie mm-hmm. that also has that rewatchability angle that I love where you can go back and watch it with you know you have the background information now you can apply these scenes with that background information and get some some different output yeah I really dig that and yeah. I think it's a smart movie I think it's a really well movie made movie that's going to be talked about for a few years and it's intense I think it's visually striking I I think everything about the shimmer is just yeah. Who would have thought that like awesome the visual of the shimmer would be like you know wonder bubbles, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that could be kind of terrifying and mysterious. Yeah, I du- I dug it. And dug something as so beautiful as like a deer, <laughs> deer with yeah flower antlers. You know yeah. something that's like that's beautiful. Why is that so weird? That's unnerving. But yeah. Uh, that's that's my number. That's your number three. That's my number three. And that's my number two. So, Patrick, what's your number two? My number two is Mandy. Oh, yeah. I love Mandy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't... As far as... Uh, I think my top three films, they're, they're, they all kind of have the same thing in common as far as being <laughs> visually something that kind of entraps you and I mean maybe less so with hereditary but because that's I'm just going to spoil it my number yeah. one my number one is annihilation oh. so these top oh. two <laughs> so these top two were very difficult for yeah. me because they I love them both for the same reasons they're both very soundscapey uh what's going on there oh we're good <laughs> just keep going I'll keep going but uh, Mandy, um, really, what else can you say about it that we haven't already said? But yeah, we it's said a we, whole we've lot talked of about it, it a lot. Last, <laughs> but, was it last episode? No, it was the, the episode. But uh, okay. yeah, I mean that that was one of the best theatrical experiences I had, and uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot more on when I revisited it. Um, it. I think mainly uh, as bleh, I can't talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. Well, of thank some, God we're I'm on try, the podcast. I'm trying to think of something new to say, and I'm like, no, uh, I've said no, everything. I'll yeah. just say I loved it. Yeah, I love it. I love Mandy. I love Mandy. <laughs> I love Mandy. Save it from the rooftops. <laughs> okay, so Mike's number two. Listen, listen to our Panos episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a movie that uh, nobody else has 
been able to see yet. It's called Tiger's Not Afraid. Oh, you son of a bitch. Why'd which, you do this? I'm sorry, but... It's supposed to be officially released in 2018. And so maybe it'll make my list again. It. I don't know. Um, no, that's a cheat. Because otherwise I would put Low Life in my top ten, you well, son of a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> well, Tiger's, in, uh, Tiger's actually premiered in 2017. No, I know. I know. So, and, and the fact that I don't, I don't know why it's uh, not... It has Canadian distribution through either Black Banner or some I forget now but it does have Canadian distribution I would assume that American distribution isn't too far off um, but yeah this is this is the one that um, Guillermo del Toro his name gets thrown around a lot and I know he also really liked it as well yeah uh, he's not remaking this one but apparently he is remaking <laughs> terrified uh, terrified yeah which, um, after watching it, I can totally see that he's why he loves that movie. It's a really good movie. Uh, just didn't make my cut, but Tigers did make my cut, and it's. Um, this is probably going to be the most anticipated film of 2019 because I've. You're not the first person that has put it on a 2018 list. It's, it's even though um, that drives me. It's nuts. a Mexican movie. Um, well, you're gonna have to sell, tell it. Yeah, tell it, it and sell it. It's 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 a horror fantasy um, that's told from the perspective of these children who have been, or this one child in particular, and all of these other street urchins, <laughs> for lack of a better term, who have lost their families due to gangland violence and cartel violence. Uh, of which there is a lot of in Mexico. Um, and so all of these these kids have been affected by it. Meanwhile, there's also a spirit of some sort in the movie, a malevolent force that is kind of following our protagonist girl around. Uh, it's it's symbolic. It's a symbolic spirit. Uh, as much as it is a you know a physical embodiment of the grief caused by the the violence in in Mexico and the violence and the the terror that the cartels have brought upon so many lives there, um, it's it's a tough movie to watch. Kind of uh, <laughs> there there are I've heard it's very. Are elements to it. Yeah, there are elements to it that are are very difficult. There's child violence, uh, and there's, you know, children are the protagonists, and the movie is not really, doesn't really hold back in in terms of, you know, um, making sure that you you see the kids are are in just as much danger as they would be if they were adults. So, and it's got this fairy tale element to it that's kind of neat and you can obviously see why del toro loved that because he kind of loves dark fantasies Mm -hmm. so uh it's a great movie i can't wait for people to see it um it's it should be out (laughs) sometime sometime in the 2019 sometime soon okay so well then what's your number one of 2018 my number one is apostle I still haven't seen, seen it. it. God damn it. Damn us. Sorry. 
Damn it, being on the service that we pay for on a monthly basis. I know. <laughs> uh, it, it much like your number one and your number two, it deals with a cult. Yep. And with a guy who is kind of sent sent into the cult to rescue his sister from their clutches. Ooh. Uh, but he gets a little drawn in, and does he keep his appointment with the Wicker Man? Oh boy! <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does have some some Wicker Man kind I've of heard elements. Every to it. time somebody talks about this movie, that that movie always pops up. And yeah, I, you know what? It, even if it's anything remotely like it, I'm down. Yeah, I love I'm not the, the Wicker Man. I'm not the biggest Wicker Man fan, but obviously the Wicker, Wicker Man, the original fan, Wicker Man, Wicker Man fan, Wicker the Man original fan. Wicker Man, not the Nicolas Cage one. Right. <laughs> uh, but Dan Stevens is the titular brother. Not titular. <laughs> He's just the he, brother. He is the brother. <laughs> He's just the brother. This is directed by Gareth Evans, who did both of the Raid movies, which are both phenomenal action films. Uh, the second one being and this one is wildly of my all-time different than Raid. favorite action movies. Hmm? This is wildly different? This or? is wildly different. Uh, in terms of brutality, it is equal. Okay. Um, but... It's yeah, it's it is wildly different for him. Uh he's but he's also he also worked with uh Timo. Yeah. Um and they did uh the VHS the cult segment of VHS two. Yes. Which I can't remember the name of Safe Haven. Safe Haven, that's it. Uh so he worked on that and he um he worked on something else horror related. As well, I can't remember what, but so he's he's got one foot in that genre too. Okay, um, and God, he's really good. Dan Stevens is really good in it. Lucy Boynton is really good in it, and uh, Michael Sheen is not Martin Sheen. Nope, Michael Sheen <laughs> or Michael Shannon. That's what you said <laughs> last time you talked. Yeah, that's right. My, like, what? Michael Sheen is is super great in it as well as kind of the head of this cult. Um. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a dark. Movie. When we make our best of 2019 <laughs> list, I think now that you put tigers are not afraid, I'm just gonna put a possible possible turn. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Oh, it came out in 2018, Andy. Well, I saw it in 2019. <laughs> it's on Netflix. You have no reason not to see it. If you like horror movies, ah. Here's what we're doing. Got to see. <laughs> well, guess I don't like horror movies. Oh. Got to see. Ah, damn. <laughs> Why just don't we have time? No, uh, no. Can't yeah. I have poor prioritization? Yeah, I, think I feel that's like the main problem. now is going to be a good time to catch up. Yeah, because the, holiday, the holidays are over. Halloween's over. I think over, all every that stuff. It, it just... year, every year, there's always omissions, and then it's like, yeah, that probably would have made it, but I don't find out until like January or February yeah. of the following year. So yeah. yeah, and October through December is just a tough time. It's to tough. Watch. It's real tough. Movies, because that's the other thing is like, you know. Because of Netflix and because of a, everybody feels that a horror movie should come out in October or November and they push it out and then we get so much content yeah. thrown in our face and it's like fuck can't keep up because yeah. also though you know November and December always fly by for me it's usually oh, yeah. January February that this is where are the lulls downtime yeah. so yeah again number one no doubt in my mind and uh, no surprise to anybody um, way ahead of number two. It is The Purge, the first the, pur- purge. the first Purge, guys. The That's first my number one. Purge. 
No, my number one is Panos Cosmatos Mandy. Uh, lots of reasons why it's my number one. Number uh, number one. Um, you know, on a personal level, it, it was. I talked about this, I think, on the last episode where we covered it. It it took <laughs> took a lot of struggle to get it booked for late night greenhouse. So it was a personal victory, uh, and the fact that, like Mike said. And I'll reiterate, I booked it blindly. It's the only movie I booked blindly. The fact that it was successful and it was something I liked was also another victory. Uh, But, you know, that's not the only reason why it's not my number one. I think it is a very thought-provoking film. I think it is an amazing film. Uh, It's one that every time you watch it, you could watch it differently. And... um, you know, it's also one for the fans, I think. Uh, even though there are some people, genre fans, that don't like it and feel like, you know, the first half isn't as good as the second half, which, you know, still blows my mind, but I get it. There's people like that out there. You know, there's there's also people that just like watching gore kills. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think you have the second half without the first half. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. I don't think I mean, it has the, the impact that it does without that person. Yeah. Right, right. That's like saying, oh, well, you know, the end scene for Taxi Driver is pretty fucking amazing. Well, what about the rest? You yeah. have to have the rest. You can't just watch a dude go into a building and kill everybody. Yeah. I mean, you can, but you just, there won't police, be a lot of content. The police look at him and he's holding the <laughs> finger gun up to his head. Yeah. And they're like, what's going on here? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this movie's interesting. It's a good short by but, Martin yeah. Scorsese. <laughs> Scorsese. But, you know, to talk about, like, uh, we mentioned Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage. And a lot of Nicolas Cage's <laughs> repertoire has been questionable. Um, it's a problem. But, it's, it's, you know, I, I, th- I think this is one of those movies. And that's what's surprising. There's another movie called Between Worlds that came out this year, which is god-awful dog shit. Yeah, that's, you that's have bad. to have a director that knows how to use an instrument, right? You need... And that's what Nicolas Cage is. He's an instrument. He's an actor that when he's given either... He's not one of those actors that, like, you give him a real good script, he'll he'll deliver a good performance. It's one of those things that when you connect with an actor and you give him material to work with, that he can fire on all cylinders and give you an amazing performance. Yeah. Um, I think it takes a good director to harness that actor in it. But there is so much I love about this movie. Again, I you know, because I showed it for Late Night Grindhouse, I had the opportunity to watch it every night, even though I skipped one night. So I watched it three times in the theater. I watched it twice at home. I've I think I've watched that movie five, six times this year. So Which is probably why he didn't see anything else. Yeah, that's that's the problem. <laughs> watch Mandy over and over again. <laughs> like Apostle. Yeah. Ah, I think I'll watch Mandy again. Right, Mandy. <laughs> but I mean the fact that it is I mean I have to get up there, but Mandy <laughs> exercises. I think I think the fact that it is so potent and um so impotent. Well, I, I think there's just a lot going on in that movie that just strikes my fancy. Um, you know, it is it is like a nightmare slash dream of somebody who used to grow up with genre films and heavy metal magazines, and it just works. It just works. Yeah. I love that movie. It is um, it's brutal at certain times. It's 
comedic at certain times. Uh, and the imagery is what really gets me. And I, I will, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you have this imagery that can like really stick in your brain and burn an image in your brain, that, that will always get me. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, I could take stills from that movie and post them on a big fucking poster like a canvas. I'll, I'm going to go to Costco. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab screen grabs from this movie, go to Costco and say, hey, put that on a canvas. And if I show that, somebody will be like, oh, that's a cool piece of art. And yeah. that's what I feel Mandy is. I think it is amazing. So, yeah, that's my number one. No surprise. Sorry. <laughs> Patrick, do you have number zero? So No, but I, I do want to talk about Annihilation a little bit. Um, yeah, please. So... Yeah, that's my number one. I love Alex Garland. Ex Machina was my favorite. Movie Have you of. ever read any of his books? I, I haven't read any you of his books, either? but I, I I would like to. I got but, some, but you got to finish I uh, have, meddling kids well, before that's you. That's a thing. So <laughs> I, yeah, I don't have the best track record as far as reading books goes, but maybe there's an audio book. I don't know. But uh, or somebody's birthday's coming up. You never know. Oh, I do have a birthday. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, like Mandy. That's another one of those movies where you could take a shot from it, and mm-hmm. you're just like, "This is a this right here is this is a piece of art." And like, he's so imaginative, and I kind of think he outdid himself from Ex Machina because uh, there's some shots in that movie, like like what Mike was saying, like it's so unsettling but yeah. there's like a beauty to it at the same time and it's yeah. a weird yeah. and the ending yeah. the and ending is the just ending like is, especially i love the ending and the soundtrack was it's something that i remember on the way home uh especially was, that track yeah i was playing that on either spotify or youtube yeah. in the car and I was just like, ah, this is kind of creepy listening to it. I remember on uh, your Ben own Salisbury in the dark. Like, and somebody else. I can't remember. Yeah, but, composer, but yeah, the the scene when, you know, she's actually face to face with the entity. Uh, I guess you could, the kind of doppelganger moment. But, you know, when it, the entity is just kind of a, it's kind of just that clear, shiny mass yeah. figure. And they're just. <laughs> facing off staring at each other and you know mimicking the movements and everything the music during that scene is just like bone chilling mm-hmm. and i love it so that was one of my it reminded me a lot of like moments um, of 2018 even man. though we talked about mandy uh, the composer johan yeah Johansson, which i'm really sad that he's gone and yeah i'm pissed pissed about the fucking academy Awards. yeah god that makes me fuck mad. that that needs and you know what what even pisses me off more is i bet you they change it next year where Probably. like oh you can release it to vod and i guess we'll consider it because they still haven't caught up with the times right yeah. um but that is one of mandy also has like one of the best scores mm-hmm. of this year but so does annihilation yeah and um to echo that, like that last scene where you have the drone, like the real bassy drones, yeah. reminded me a lot of Johansson's score from Sicario, which um, his piece called The Beast is like, if you put that to anything, you think you'll watching a horror movie. It's, the it's that, have to remember that. Yeah. I, so it's the, have you seen Sicario? I have. I really okay. liked it. So the overhead shot where they're kind of going uh, to the border. 
that's when that piece comes in and okay. it is just to me it's one of the most frightening pieces of music oh, it's just like yeah his fuck I'll have his to revisit score for that. Sicario is amazing his score for Arrival is is yeah. pretty damn great yeah. too Theory of Everything <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember that one Theory what? of Everything that he scored that, and that won him an Oscar, I think, or maybe he just got nominated. I, re- I, I remember. do remember the music and that yeah, being nice, but, but yeah, Garland's one of those directors that he's one of my favorite ones working today, and that I always keep my eye on what he's going to be doing next. Cause everything's calculated. Yeah, with him. that's what yeah. I like. Same, it, it's same it's with not uh, somebody, Panos, you know. Yeah, it's not somebody that's trying. Panos has a little more flexibility now. Whereas, like, Beyond the Black Rainbow, I think he was very calculated. Yeah, but he took a long break, yeah, too. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Panos, please don't take fucking yeah. eight-year break. Uh, but with Alex Garland, it's like he knows exactly when he wants and he gets it because I think actors will respect him because he's such a strong screenwriter and just yeah. a strong writer in general. Um, but everything is calculated with mm-hmm. him. He knows exactly when he wants and he knows exactly how to film things. And... That's what I really love is he was a great writer and he still is a great writer, but he's become a very interesting director with yeah. Ex Machina and uh, and Annihilation that I, yeah, I'm always going to check out his next work. Mm-hmm. Even if it disappoints me, I'd be like, no, I'm still interested. Yeah. It's going to take a, it's going to take a few duds to really knock him off my radar. I would love for him to get an opportunity to, to handle the Annihilation sequels, but I don't think that's yeah. That's a trilogy. I don't know if right? the sequels are going to happen though. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I, yeah, I, it is a trilogy. I'm not. I'd, I'm interested to read the books, but mm. like Patrick said, I'm, look, man, I've been trying to read Firestarter for like six months. So yeah. <laughs> I don't even pretend. There's a lot that of distractions I in this want world. Want to read stuff anymore? <laughs> yeah, but at least uh, at least you watch a lot more movies than we yeah, do. Well, it's that's like, true. I have <laughs> have an excuse in that respect. Yeah. It's like you have the movies handled, and I'm like trying to do an even balance. Oh, I'll just read some. Yeah. And I only read for like read 20 like minutes. Three pages. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm and a, slow, a reader. slow reader. I'm yeah. a slow reader too. So. I kind of am too. I don't really understand how people can like speed read because no. I've tried doing that a few times, and I'm like, well, I missed a few things. I, like, right. I, I kind of kind of go back and reread, even though yeah. I'm just really soaking in. Yeah, because I'm I like, oh, this is. Sometimes you'll read a whole page and then you'll realize I wasn't really paying attention. I yeah. was reading it, but right. I, my brain was somewhere. Some else. people are like, yeah. oh, read or listen to audiobooks. That'll help you. I'm like, I don't know. I'll lose attention. Exactly. I, They're like, oh, you can listen to it in the car in your commute. But I'm driving. I'd rather listen <laughs> to music. It's like, plus, I want to be absorbed in the story, which means I want to focus all my attention on the story, yeah. not while I'm driving or anything. No, Podcasts are fine because it's like a conversation. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird. Now. I, I, I started a new job a few months ago, and I, I don't have time to listen to podcasts anymore. It's weird. So the it's like, well, I just do it on my commute. So that's why our from downloads work. dropped. <laughs> no, I still download them. I just don't listen to them. Uh, it's uh, it's strange. I, I've I've just had to kind of make time for it. But then again, I'm slipping on music, so yeah. it's like, man, I really want to start listening to music again. All right, it's trying to find time to fit all this yeah. shit in. This is guys. what happens when we get older and responsible. Man. Cool. Well, those are our best of 2018. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, we'll be able to. Uh, Squeeze some more stuff in. Yeah, yeah go to the 19. Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash yeah, group slash what your we need to talk is. about horror. Yeah. Uh, somebody will put a, a post like, what's your favorite to 2018? We'd yeah. love to hear from you. See if there's uh, some gaps. Maybe we missed a gem. 
out there. I mean, maybe you totally disagree with us. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Maybe, maybe we all suck. Yeah, yeah. we probably do. Uh, you can find... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for listening. Um, you can find Destroy the Brain as a collective on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Destroy the Brain. We got a couple of events coming up. Uh, January 11th and 12th is Christine for Late Night Grindhouse. Ooh. Cannot wait. That's one of my favorite Stephen King adaptations and I it's do. honestly probably one of my favorite Carpenter movies too oh definitely one of them you know. yeah yeah it's great um I think what he did with that film is amazing but um yeah that's 11th and 12th and then Horror Trivia Night is January 24th at the Heavy Anchor I believe Urban Chestnut will be helping us out with some prizes go visit our friends at the Nightmare Shop at the Nightmare Shop LLC.com they sell a whole bunch of stuff like vinyl, uh, Blu-rays, a whole bunch of good stuff like uh, Arrow and Blue Underground. Uh, if you come out the Late Night Grindhouse, they have some stuff for sale there, and you can get it a little cheaper than you can uh, on the website. But, yeah. Also, if you're in the St. Louis area, I highly recommend you check out a place called The Record Space. Uh, it's run by a friend of ours and patron of Late Night Grindhouse, Don. Uh, he's got a really cool shop. All the walls are lined with Scream Factory posters and original horror posters. It's got a little horror section. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, lots of records and some Blu-rays and DVDs. And Jeremy's going to lose his shit. You can see an original movie slate from Rocktober Blood in that store. <laughs> Along with a uh, creep show beverage cup. He just had to pull his car over. Yeah. <laughs> he just had the bully nutted everywhere. Yeah. Anyway. Gotta clean up. So that's uh, off of Gravoid. Just look it up on Google or find him on Facebook at the Record Space. Really cool place. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and PSN <laughs> at Treefy, T R I E F Y. Patrick, what about you? I'm on Twitter at Max Rebo Rules. I am on stuff as M Hassels. I'm sorry. No M. No. It's just H S. I was gonna say. I'm sorry. What? I He's was thinking of an old work login. <laughs> I don't know how that. And what's your password? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's what's your pin? It won't work. Here Routing anymore. number. It won't work. Here anyway, thank you guys for listening to us in 2018. It's greatly appreciated. We can't wait until 2019. Lots of stuff to look forward to. As I stare at this Get Out poster, I cannot wait for Jordan Peele's oh, Us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anybody want to predict your best of 19? Ooh man. You, you think, know what's you think great? Us is going to be there because I, I already think it is. I think what's great about the genre, and I've always thought this, is that even if we look ahead at 2019 and we know like Us is coming out, It Chapter Two is coming out, mm-hmm. all these other films are coming out, we know they're coming out. The top ten list could be totally different, and it's yeah. always going to be movies like I didn't know about at the beginning of the year, and right. that's what I love about the genre. We could love Prodigy. You don't know. Yeah. It stole off a of shock, and the director admitted to it, so that's yeah, cool. He did. <laughs> I think his scare was better, though, actually. Uh, come on, bro. It worked pretty well. Come on, bro. <laughs> it worked pretty but well. But Nick, Nicholas McCarthy is a great director. I, I really do like The Pact, which is yeah. a movie he made, and then um, At Devil's Door, At the Devil's Door, that's another good mm-hmm. one. So I am, I am actually anxious, even though like the trailer, even. I think the trailer is pretty well made, even though it's really two scenes. It's just, yeah, it's really short. And that movie comes out in less than two months. Yeah, but I'm, so. I'm very interested to check it out because of the director. Like, Happy you Death didn't, Day to you. You didn't have to, yeah, mm. you didn't have to tell me that 
you didn't have to sell me on the trailer is what I'm getting at. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of great stuff that's coming out. Pet and, Cemetery. Uh, Pet, Pet Cemetery. cemetery. That's definitely Even though, happen. like, hey, guys, let's let's have that serious talk. What do you guys think about this lack of main accents? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it's I, weird. I, I, I love kinda, John I'm, Lithgow. I think he's a great choice, but I'm not hearing any New England. Well, but I also don't want to hear him do Herman Munster's. No, I, I agree. But <laughs> let's be honest, like, Maine has a very strong kind of accent. And, you know, some some people that reside in that state don't have that strong of an accent, but there's still an accent. Yeah. And I'm not hearing any accent. However, I'm also judging it off the trailer. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think that's... Uh, I'm really excited because it's like this perfect storm of things that I really dig. I love John Lithgow. I, I like Jason Clark, even though apparently he was in one of the worst movies of 2018, Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> he was also in one of the worst of 2017. Was Terminator 2017? Uh, yeah, was that, Genesis. Was that yeah. last year? I think it was. Whatever year that so was, <laughs> it was one of the worst. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, Dennis Widmeyer and uh, Kevin Kolchick, uh, yeah. the, the rectors behind Starry Eyes getting... Pet Cemetery. That's awesome. That's pretty I'm, not, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I like them. I, I think they're talented. I think the movie's, you know, I think watchable. the movie's better performance, but I think it's very well made. <coughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I'm super excited. There's Jacob's a Ladder remake. Come on, guys. That's <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, apparently a piece of shit, and it's never coming out. So anyway, well, maybe VOD. Maybe. Everything gets so, a VOD. It's apparently on the slate still, so. We'll I know. See what it's happens. still on the books. For- okay. Coming out in no time. Our killer track is a lazy one, and we mentioned it before. It's You're the Best by Joe Esposito. From one of the best horror movies of the 80s. Yeah. You know, it's the best of 2000. Thank you guys very much. See you next year. Yeah.